Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm Shana. I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It means we're on board for our big Origin review. Uh, oh. Origin 2 took place last night. It's a, I think it's, it's still Monday, Greg. It's Monday, Greg. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> so it's you're, Wednesday. You're oh, a, far you're out. You're in the groove, mate. You're in the groove. It's all right. It's Gee Monday. whiz. It is Monday. Here, here we are. It You'll is Monday. Say, I was going to say, happy birthday to me, then, if it's Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Yes, Griffo. Uh, it's not like, uh, me to, it's not like me to go off early. we numbers. That's the main thing. Shivers, mate. I can tell you the weather tomorrow is going to be sunny. Believe it. Um... It's Monday, and you know what that means. It means that we're on board for our Origin pre uh, review. Oh, jeez, mate. You can tell I'm still excited from last night. I'm all over the shop, guys. You need to help me out. Um, yeah. We're, we're all smiles, aren't we, Grippo? Regardless right. of what day well, it is. Well, we had a, we had a week of morning after <laughs> game one. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it must be a week of evening, this one, because uh, it's the opposite of morning. We're That's all happy. It. We're it's happy. Happy, happy's here. So we're delirious. We don't know what time of day it is, let alone the day, Shano. Um, but um, I'll tell you what, this this series is uh, well and truly alive now with New South Wales getting up last night. It is, and it's it's, it's interesting. A few tweaks that, that I think a lot of people probably said may have, should have happened, maybe game one. Uh, regardless, they've been made. Um, and look, I, I think of all the tweaks, the one of Burton really paid dividends um appy um looked like he'd been playing five or six games at this point in time both the players who made their debut in that regard they look like they've been here a million times before so uh it, it really does bode well for for game three but we know queensland's not going to dish that up um after driving down caxton street so it was good to see the win last night, though. I'll take it while we got it. Yeah, it was a it was a forty four to twelve victory. Um, it was an emphatic win in regards to the scoreline. Um, the Blues, they they were like a totally different team, Griffo. And we did say leading into the game there were a lot of changes to this side that we were happy with. Um, a, a lot of us were saying that this was the team that we really wanted in Origin One. Shane mentioned Matt Burton. I mean, other blokes that you've really got to give a um. Uh, shout out to Jake Trebojevic up the middle. Uh, Angus Crichton came into the team. Um, but but just just tell us what your thoughts are on those players coming in. And then not only what they did, but how that then impacted on the likes of Cleary and Luai, who um, who had an absolutely outstanding game, both of them. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to start with Jake Trebojevic. Um, I thought he was, he was outstanding. Mm. Um he topped run meters for for any forward on the field um, with 148, which is more than he's made in any game for Manly this year. He, he's he's only he's only been over 100 meters four times uh, this year for Manly. Um, so 148 meters, 61 of which were post contact. 
we don't really associate uh, Jake with with those those sort of figures. Um, and he also uh, he was heavily involved, in, and, and the reason he was picked was was his defense. Um, and the big problem for New South Wales in Game One was was uh, tidying up around the rook, um, and and he was there to do that job, and and I'll say he did it well. He made 31 tackles, no missed tackles. Um, There's just one ineffective, uh, but um, so he was second only in the tackle count for New South Wales to Isaiah Yo. But again, it's more than stats. It's it's the enthusiasm he brought. The line speed was great. Um, I thought he made a massive difference to the team. And I'll, I'll be honest, and, and, and we think back of, you know, maybe three or four weeks, I didn't ha- actually have him in my 17. I would have had him in the squad, but I didn't have him in the 17 for game one. Because um, to be honest, I don't, I don't think he'd been in great form for Manly. But Freddie knew what New South Wales was lacking, and uh, and, he, and he filled a, a round hole with a round... Uh, whatever goes in a round hole. Um, <laughs> with a jerk. Round, round, round peg. With a jerk. Yeah, round, round peg. Round peg. Okay. Hey. Yeah. I was, I was getting lost there. I'm thinking, what am I saying? Um, look, he a was cool the man. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but Indeed. The point you're sort of making there, if we, we, we you know, isolate and talk about Jake Javoyevich here, a lot of us are saying that, um, you know, yeah, maybe his club form wasn't what it was. But he's really built for origin. I think he has that intensity and you know, you know how we always say that origins are different games, a different beast, and certain players um, are built for origin. He's one of those players for mine. He just the work he did up the middle, um, the work he did in defense. I don't know if people realise, you know, those stats that you, you I, talked about there, how much that yeah. pressure that takes off everyone else. Yeah. I've got a, I think I think when you look at game one, um, and you look at who was making the meters, you know, it wasn't, it was as if they had no one in the forward pack to sort of say, come on, let's go. And Jake did that. And when you look at the, when you look at the forward pack as a whole, their run meters is extraordinary. Like, you know, you, you talk about Trevojevic, um, you know, Isaiah Yo, cracked, cracking 100, uh, Payne Haas. And, and one big shout out off the bench, um, Junior Paulo. Yeah, he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, big improvement. And you know oh. what? It just takes that one. And 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 I was having a chat before last Origin and talking about Jake Tavojevic. And I, I said that the Blues need improved tackling. Like I, I really didn't put much um, credence in his running. And, and when you look at the way he led last night, led that charge as if to say, hey, if I can run... If I can run, if I can run, you now you guys, this is your job, you know, as well. They just followed on the back of him, and and I thought it was, um, I I thought it was really good. I I I think also, um, anyone that played second rower last night, the way they hit in defence, I think you brought it up today, Griff. Actually, yeah. um, you you made mention of that today. It it it, it was like it, it was as if. It was as if game one was about just go out there and play, and and 
And what we saw from game two was strategic people being told very strategic things um, about how Freddie wanted the structure. Like the intensity lifted without a shadow of a doubt. But this, this win or the way they played last night, it was as if every player had one or two roles they had to play. And there were strategic roles that, that they didn't go away from the brief. Um, and I think it's funny. I, was, I, I, don't, I don't go into that. Um, you know how sometimes newspapers do one to, they do the top, they do score out of 10 for each player. Yeah, I, I had a look I, last night. I, I don't. I don't buy into that because yeah. I, I really. They got think, no idea. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that's the first one. But secondly, every player was given a brief, probably two yesterday, and every New South Wales player delivered it to the letter. And I think you can't give a score out of ten when they stick to the game plan. The game plan works. And it proved dividends. I, I, there was one silly comment talking about Luai's um, half, first half an hour. Luai's yeah. first half an hour, he did exactly what he I think he made one little mistake, but that was all right. Um, he did everything that was asked of him. It was, it was get the ball to Burton and attract attention. Then all of a sudden, what happened once Burton contracted attention? Luai got the ball and scored one of the best individual tries you'll see. The, the guy who did you know, the ratings gave him a oh. five out of ten. Who did the, who? Wow. Five. <laughs> five out of five? ten. They don't, they don't understand the game. Oh, no. they, they were no. the watched, game watched the highlight no. reel and got, I, They oh, weren't watching the same game I was. He, he, That's a joke. Every player did their role last night. And I think if Freddie Fittler, I know if I was Freddie Fittler, I'd be stoked for the win. But I'd be sitting back going, you know what? Everyone did their role last night. That wasn't, that was a win. That was a team win where everyone does the role. Yeah, everyone sat, does this, the right thing by the team. They deliver the brief perfectly. Um, Cleary delivered it perfectly. Um, you know, players like Tupo delivered it perfectly. So I, I think I've seen a lot of Blues victories. And for what that was, I actually thought the way they strangled Queensland out of the game, that, that's one of the best I've seen. Yeah. And, and, and to just to go back to those players that came into the side, we've talked about Jake Trebojevic and his impact. Um, probably the player that had the most impact, and I'll be honest, I'll say it right here, right now, he's got to be um, a part of this squad for years going forward. That's Matt Burton. He was absolutely phenomenal last night. He came into the centres... The role he played was one where um, he did kick a little bit. He was involved in plays. He he took a lot of pressure off the halves. Um, he was he was phenomenal, and I've even heard a lot of people around the water cooler today even suggest that he was the best player last night. Yeah, I think Graham um, very similar to the grand final last year that Cleary got the man of the match, and and I I think deservedly so. Um, and Burton would have been number two. Hmm. Um, Jake Trebojevic, for mine, number three. Uh, or you could swap, you know, uh, Berto and, and Jake. But the, they, for me, were the three best players on the field. Uh, in a team performance, as you say, Shano, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, every player in the 17 
they carried out their role in the team. Um, and there's three guys that I didn't mention in, you know, as, 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 you know, if you're given a three, two, one, um, James Tedesco, Brian Toto, mm. and Daniel Tupel, yeah. the back three, yeah. phenomenal. Yep. Um, Just the meters. Yeah. And that's, uh, that takes all the pressure off the forwards. So the forwards are ready. And it was very, very Penrith. Um, and I know there was a lot of Panthers in there, but it was very yeah. similar to the way that Penrith play, where the back three almost every week and top the meters and, and, and it just and, gives the forwards a rest. So interestingly, they're able the, to come up in defense quickly. And the roosters are the same that when the roosters are firing, that's what they pride themselves on. I think over 700 meters from memory. I, I yeah. looked at it today over 700 meters yeah. between those three and correct me if I'm wrong. Do I hear Tedesco has uh, the all he's now the highest all run uh, meter eater in origin. Do I hear wow. something to that okay. effect? So I heard something like to that effect. He's run more meters than something to that effect, or or he's 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 top. He's, he's got some record, and I went, wow, Billy Slater. You know, you look at people like Billy Slater in that, and um, yeah, it's he was everywhere. And Tupo, look far out, like I got to eat a bit of humble pie because around the water yeah. cooler, I probably said, why the hell's he there? But he he did he, he you know, Freddie's no idiot. He, that's exactly what you say Penrith do. That's exactly what the Roosters have done for years to try and take pressure off the forwards and to beat the Roosters. You just camp them down in their own end. You just you just kick the ball high, let Tupo catch it, tackle them ten out, and and they gassed. And um, yeah. unfortunately, if you kick the ball to to oh, and he catches it ten out. He's usually playing the ball on the 40. So a um, bit different, but they were, they were good. Um, on yeah. top of that, on top of that, um, Burton, I think, ran for well over 100. And, um, yeah, he was over. Yeah. So Tedesco was 259, yeah. 71 post contact. Yeah, Toto, 261, insane. 101 post contact meters. <laughs> and two pro 200 meters with 70. Post contact. I mean, and, you know, Lord. but but look at that That's back line. Amazing. Two two players in that back line didn't get didn't get a hundred meters. Crichton Crichton played an exceptional game, and Luai, well, he didn't have to. That, he yeah, would have he would have got a hundred. He different. would have got a hundred meters but, if he started that run on the thirty. But even the still, the only thing that stopped him getting hundred meters was the fact he put the ball down for a try. That that that, that, that that's exactly yeah. right. When he did take on the line, it was close. He to took the line, line on and just opened up like the Sydney and, heads. And and I think that was the other thing that we were happy to see: Tedesco, Toto, Tupu do the work on the first and second, getting out of the end, it was, their own it end. Was, Forwards go forward. That freed yeah, up the halves to up. run it was at such the line. A different game to game one. It was and, so different to game one. And where game you, one of where you had game, so, sorry no 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 I was you just going to say just to lead the conversation here because I think this is where we were going with it with what we we're talking about with everyone having their role I think it was earlier today Griffo when we were having a chat about the game you talked about um, the back rowers Murray Martin and Yo I think you were talking about where yeah. uh, Murray Martin and Crichton. Crichton Crichton sorry yeah when Crichton came on and 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 basically you know sometimes you 
you wouldn't know which one of those had the ball because there was a role for that that back rower in this side and they were just you know getting low and, and, and going forward and I think that really highlights the fact that yeah until they until they stood up you didn't know who made the tackle yeah so all hard. all going in hard and there was, low yeah. there was they were just, just hard axed them. they axed them yeah. it was hard like it was it was they it, it, they chopped them down it, it was as if what I, the criticism I had of game one was and you see it in some origins and you see it in some you know, you, you see it. In, you see it in some Origin sides where the players' heads are still in their club. They're thinking about the club. They're not thinking about the Blues. They're not bringing the intensity that they have with their club to Origin. That, that, that's how come Queen. That if I had to put, if someone said, okay, outside of skill, why did Queensland win all the time? It's because they brought every ounce of intensity from their club into that arena. That's exactly what the Blues did last night, mm. and regard it was it was the first time. It's the first time in probably at least four matches, four Origin matches. I saw a team that was one team. They were one unit last night. You, you, it was as if they'd played together for years, and and I, I thought to myself, that's it. Whoever whoever reflected on game one and, and and maybe had to eat humble pie or whatnot, they have totally got the elixir right for game two. I I looked at that as a blues fan and I went, I haven't seen like I, I turned to my daughter and I said, Look, I haven't seen a blues side play like that with that level of connectedness, with that level of strength, with that le- in a very long time. Like, like you can talk about the Blues winning series and it's always good. You know, when we finally won one, it was great. There was nothing like that I saw last night. Last night was something special. And I only hope, whatever it is, they bottle it for game three because they're going to have to. And, and one of the big questions that's going to come out of this um, leading into this week's round of matches is, is there a spot for Latrell Mitchell in this team? And, and, and what's Latrell Mitchell got to do um, to be a part of it? Um, because, yeah, there, there is something special about this side. And is there a spot for Latrell in this team as it stands? Well, we'll talk a little bit about the makeup of the, the, the team in a moment because I just wanted to touch on, uh, first of all, just some of those players who came into the side. Uh, and, then, and then later on, that might lead us into... Uh, who holds their spot, who might make way, given the fact that uh, we could very well have Luttrell and um, Jack White available for selection, and we don't know what's got to happen. There's still some footy to be played between now and uh, the next origin. But we talked about Matt Burton. The other thing I want to say before I, before I leave on, on Matt Burton and Jake Jaboyevich is the fact that we need to remember that that was Matt Burton's debut. I think a lot of people this morning are forgetting the fact, because he's played some big games, that was his first game for New South Wales. So mammoth effort there. We also mentioned Angus Crichton there briefly. Um, we know he came into the side, Griffo. You were really impressed with his defence. He's another one of those players that uh, some people had in the squad initially, some people didn't. Uh, I, I think that he showed last night that he was definitely not out of place in that Blues jersey. No, not at all. Um, and he's done the job for New South Wales before. Again, 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and say I wouldn't have picked him in the 17 for, mm. for game one because I didn't think his form was quite up to scratch. But he did improve. Uh, he had a he had a great game against. Uh, it was about it was it wasn't against Parr. It was the one before that, and I thought we need him back uh, if he can bring that to the Blues, and he did. Um, yeah. He was very good. Uh, obviously, he'll he'll be there, you know, barring injury, suspension, yeah. um, as will. Well, I I would say I would have fifteen of those fellas that played last night um, playing if everyone is available and fit um, but we'll talk about that you know when when you think we need to um, yeah, and that's yeah. not a knock on the guys that were there it's just there are two guys who were unavailable who if you got your best 17 for New South Wales they're in there so yeah yeah and 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 because these players weren't available. Um, you know, there, there was some new blood coming in. One of those players who a lot of us were surprised did get picked in the 17. There was a lot of buzz about him going back a couple of months ago. Uh, went off the boil a little bit. Played 17 minutes uh, last night in his debut. That was uh, Sifa Talakai. Um, I don't know what you guys want to comment on, especially with his debut. He was He was there to play minimal minutes, come in. And um, look, he he did a job. Did a job. He did a job. And and that's yeah. pretty much how we're summing it up tonight. Isn't it, it, it filled a brief, like yeah, you know, like how many? Yeah, you know, I, I suppose I, I I think back. The only way I can think of it is um, I, I want to think think back to last year's grand final. Um, you know where where on the losing team there were certain players that were there to fill the brief and they didn't fill the brief and the game came down to two points. You filled the, you know, he just took one player, one player who didn't fill the brief to fill it. And you don't know what could happen, but they all filled the brief. Like whether you're on there for 10, 15, 20, and that's what frustrates me. Like I said earlier about that whole papers giving an idea, you know, if you do your job perfectly, whether you're there for five minutes or, or 80, the job's there as part of the collective. And that's, yeah, it's, I think, I think they, you can't, you can't fault any player that had a Blues jersey on. No. And, and just to show and prove the point that everyone had a role to play, um, episode Coruscant, he played a role in this team. Uh, a lot of people were, were a bit, I think they misunderstood the, um, the idea behind Coruscant starting and uh, some people looked at it as a demotion for, for Cook. I know we talked about it prior to the game and basically said, look, we think that Coruscant is going to play early. Cook might come on with about 10 minutes to go in the half when the forwards start to get tired. That's pretty much mm-hmm. when he came on. But I think um, I, th- I think the main thing we saw out of this one, Shano, is the fact that Damian Cook does so much work in defense, and we talk about it a lot, that he's, he, he's creating that defensive fatigue, yeah. which then yeah. nullifies yeah. his impact in attack. Aposai yeah. Coruscant was able to play a, a wonderful role early on, which allowed a fresh Damian <laughs> yeah. Cook to come in. Like The thing is, I, I don't know. when I, I, I ran some stats before, before the last round, so I'm not too sure 
I'm assuming they're still second and third on the all tackle count. So, you know, that's how much tackling they do. You know you're going to get like for like. Cook, um, uh, Coruscant and Cook, they, they, you know, they're, they're neck and neck in the amount of tackles they make every week. The only difference is, of course, you know, Cook's meters are more, you know, and one would argue that Coruscant's doesn't have to be because if you look at what Penrith's Fords do, why do you have to run? Why do you have to run when you've got everyone else around you running? They're, they're, they're two exceptional hookers of our game. And, and the job for, for Coruscant was to control the ruck, um, get in there and tackle, take, take the pressure off. And, and I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to really make sure um, people understand he tackled everything in that first stint. And what that tackling everything did was it allowed the second rowers to do what they did later in the match. It gave everyone, it gave everyone enough uh, gas to go forward. Isaiah Yo. Now, and, and the thing is with both those players, they've got such good tackling efficiency that I thought Apisai Coruscant's role was pivotal in the Blues being ahead at halftime. He tightened it all up. Um, he, he made sure that nothing got through and, and he, did a, he did a wonderful job of that. I, 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 really think, I really think that's a formula that has to stick around you know, a lot of people say one of them should be an 80-minute player, and you're right. I, I think the problem is both those players do such so much tackling to take the pressure off the forwards around them. Um, 80 minutes whilst in club land is one thing. In origin, it could be something very different. Yeah, that's what I was just about yeah. to say, that yeah. 80, an 80-minute 80 yeah. club game, yeah. while it's taxing... It's not it's, as tough as not origin. Minute origin. So. And, and, and a lot of people talk about, you know, one person said to me just recently about Cameron Smith. And I said, well, okay, number one is Cameron Smith. Secondly, Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith, I think there was, there was a really interesting stat I read about him being the second man in. Um, you know, when, when, when there's, a, there's a percentage of his tackles where he was the second man in. The percentage of Coruscant and Cook's tackles is they're the first person in. And that's different. You are arresting speed and you're taking a lot of gas doing that, especially in origin. So I think it's a I I think it's a great move. I you know, I, I it's funny, I, I was talking to some people today and I said it's funny, like we know as South Sydney fans what Coruscant can do. Um yeah, you want a premiership. You want a premiership with this. And you know, I was talking to the Penrith fans and they said, you know. If there was an injury at Penrith and if Coruscant got injured and Damien Cook come play for Penrith to, to take out, you know, to cover the injury, you wouldn't be upset. So, and likewise at South Sydney, if Damien Cook got injured and Coruscant was there to fill the boots, you wouldn't be upset. They're, they're two very, very good players and, and, and they, and, and Coruscant did his role. Like I said earlier at the start, um, for me, the two debutants, didn't look like debutants. They look like they've been there before. And that's that's probably you probably can't give a bigger um, a mark of a compliment. Player. You can't you can't give a bigger compliment that that you know your first game for Origin it looked like you'd been there for years. So it's a good thing. So if you had to sum it up, Griffon, you you had to say to someone who necessarily doesn't know the intricate ins and outs of rugby league what was the difference from game one to game two 
for the Blues. How would you how would you summarize that? Is it personnel? Was it an attitude? Was it enthusiasm? Uh, all of the above. But I, I think the biggest thing was when the game was in the balance, which was, you know, probably, you know, probably went for about 50 minutes where, you know, it was in the balance. Mm. Um, the area that the Blues improved was, was that, the speed of defense and the fact that they, they weren't allowing Queensland to make yardage, which Queensland did relatively easily in game one. So I, I while, you know, 44 points is a, is a huge score to rack up in an origin game. Um, I think it was the defense that, that was the key. Um, Queensland scored 12 points. They only got 16 points in game one. So there's not that much difference points wise, but they, they were strangled in the second half. They hardly had the ball Queensland uh, and, and they defended reasonably well until a point where fatigue was just too much. And, and the blues you know, ran riot in the last 30 minutes. But um but yeah, I, I saw, you know, the kicking game was also obviously much better. And then, um, and Matt Burton, part of his selection would have been to, to mm. be involved. And we saw that, uh, again, the, the Queenslanders at the back, um, they made some mistakes. And, uh, and that just encouraged New South Wales to keep going with that. And it was, was pretty relentless and um yeah the young winger um who you know he will be a, an outstanding talent or an out not he is already an outstanding talent but i think he'll have a great career so in cobble he um, yeah yeah he, he he just looking at the stats <laughs> he might not be back for game three unless he can um really play well for the broncos um I'd be surprised if, if they keep him because he will be targeted quite heavily again. And, and you'd think his confidence is going to be down um, after what happened last night. Yep. Um, and his defense also, he actually missed significantly more tackles than he made. So I think he might, he'll be back, but uh, I think we might see the hammer. Um, I, I would come in. Yeah, I agree with you, Griff. I was actually saying that. Um, I was actually saying that during the during the game. We're talking to Mum. I was, we're talking about uh, who do you like from from Queensland? I said, well, Tino, I'm a fan of Tino, and one guy who's not there, the Hammer. And I said, the Hammer, I'd have in my side for Game Three. Yeah. After about after about half, after about half an hour, I said, if the Hammer was in here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, Queensland might have to, um, you never know, they might be forced to make some changes too. There's a bit of talk uh, on the injury front for Queensland out of the game just while you were talking about their team. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a lot of talk about the New South Wales possible team for <laughs> game three, but uh, Munster, shoulder injury, uh, a lot of concern about him possibly yeah. not even being available for the next one. The other one that... That's um, massive. That's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's... 
The other one to keep uh, an eye on is Ponga with the concussion. They said that yeah. given his history well, of concussions, Ponga, Ponga's so could be two out, players Pong, missing. Ponga's out this week. Yeah, yeah, so given his history of concussions, I know people are probably saying, oh, you know, he's, he's had a head knock, he'll probably be out for a week, uh, but he has also, had quite a few. Blues fans, um, uh, I think Cook's got a fine and um, for what... And and Cleary for what you know, I didn't know you could get put on report for a hard tackle. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I was, that yeah. did me. That did me. With him. nothing yeah, came that, of that one. Nothing come of that one. So yeah. Cook fine. Cook was five um, percent uh, of his match fee. Yep. For um, yeah. For what was a grubby tackle? I'd... Oh, you're talking about the cannonball. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah. It's probably yeah. lucky if you can get it. I, 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 I yeah, thought should have copped at least a game. <laughs> you know, I suppose I see him every week. That's a fairly uncharacteristic tackle from him. Um, I think that was fatigue, maybe. Um, but anyway, it's. Um, I think he's probably lucky just to escape with match fee. Mm. The only other injury we're hearing out of the game, Payne Haas. Payne Haas. Payne Haas. I've just read an article. Um, they're talking that they're talking possible weeks. Yeah. So if, if the guy's been he, banged up, he's, he's he, busted both of his shoulders. Yeah, and, oh, I think it's, it's a, either a knee or an ankle. He's in serious doubt. Yeah, and um, from what we're hearing, I know, um, I know, I know in club land, they were pretty much at the point where his next injury was going to be, um, was going to be, um, go to the surgeon's knife and get everything fixed yeah. rather than patching everything up. So he really, if it is bad and, and, and they're saying, look, you know, he might be the $6 million man. <laughs> he might have everything done. <laughs> yeah. like, not like, not like the other surgeon's knife. We know old magpie Jake, but, um, but yeah, he, he, um, he might, he might be out all year. Because if that's the wow, case, if I know, I know that they were very keen. They're pretty much at the point where they said one more injury that might require. Um, <clears throat> we're not going to patch you up. It's you. You just need to go and have everything fixed. And and um, you know he he's at the point where I think he's looking at what um, one shoulder Rico and and another getting cleaned out. If his legs done, he he's going to need a whole team on him. Yeah, could have could have implications for for Origin. I mean. I, I, that, that would it, open the door for a prop, you know. I, I think you'd you'd be looking then at blokes like Campbell Gillard looking at some big games over the next um, next couple of weeks. That's mm. a bit of a watch this space. But one thing we we will know. Can I just can I just add something that Graham? Mm. Um, I know we I, I know I know we're talking origins, an origin special. Um, <clears throat> there was um, when you looked at some of the other footy on the weekend. And some of those guys knocking down the door in Origin, they had some. There's some people playing for their, for their heritage. that had some pretty impressive games too. So, um, you know, the, if they can take that form into clubland and and play some good minutes with injury concerns with both camps, people might get a run. Well, even without injuries. Um... A team that's, you know, we're talking up this team and we're, we're really impressed with how they play as a team. Everyone did their role. Uh, there are players who we would normally expect to play for the Blues coming back. Um, I know being Monday, you know, regardless of me saying Not it's Wednesday. Wednesday it's, uh, it <laughs> is Monday. Um, teams aren't out yet for this week. Yep. Latrell Mitchell's expected to play this week. Jack Whiten's expected to play this week. 
Latrell Mitchell, in any other circumstance, is one of the first centers picked. We've talked about that a number of times. Him, yeah. and, him and Turbo. Whiten was arguably the best player in a blue jersey in the first game. He um he missed this one um due to the uh the COVID protocols. Just want to get your thoughts. It's funny, both players, both players are COVID. Were snookered by COVID. (laughs) Yeah. They'll fit ready to play and it was snookered by COVID. So let's say, you know, I know it's a big hypothetical, but we've got we're looking at uh Origin three. Say everyone who plays, say say Payne Haas is a, is available. We don't don't know enough about that uh, injury. Say that the seventeen that played last mm-hmm. night are available. As to uh, Latrell and Whiten, how does your Blues team look given the form of say Matt Burton Matt Burton in the centres last night and and the fact that you've got a winning combination? Well, you go, you go Griff, because I reckon we're going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, for me, Burton stays. That's not even an issue. Yep. Um, irrespective. Happy with that. Even even if Tommy Turbo was available. Yeah, um, yeah. So for mine, Burton stays. If Luttrell is fit and, you know, proves that, you know, he, he's up to it um, because of his fitness, not any question about whether he's up to it because of, of his ability, you know, he dominates at that level. Um, I would bring in Latrell into the centres for Stephen Crichton, and I would uh, bring Jack Whiten onto the bench for Sifatalakai. Yeah. That's not. Mm. That's not to say they played badly at all. Um, but we got just, a series to win. <laughs> well, you, you pick your, you know, you pick your best team that's available now those guys were not available in game two and um you know uh i thought well talakai only had small minutes he did his job mm. you leave him in the squad something happens he's there um likewise Crichton. he made a couple of mistakes i thought he had one you know mistake it was a poor missed tackle on ponga that he should have made um Apart from that, I thought he had quite a good, particularly in the second half, um, I thought he played quite well. But I think Luttrell, he's he's in any Blues team mm. that you're going to pick. He's in the top 17. Yeah. He's fit. Um, and that's my only question mark. Uh, if he, I think they're playing the rub, uh, they're playing uh, the Eels. Is that right? Yeah, Eels, Eels Saturday night. That's big a big game. game. It's a big um, game. So if he can show that he is because it's not just his physical fitness i'm pretty sure he'll be fine there but whether he's got you know with with having not played a game for for months Mm. um, yeah i know what you're saying he's got to show that he's he's football ready yeah Um, as of that game what we've got to keep in mind sorry to cut you off you're right that game will only be uh, this weekend is only a week and a Saturday. half away from the next origin. Yeah. So mm. it's really that one game. Yeah. So that's, yeah. and they pick this, I would assume they pick in the side on Monday. Sunday. I'd imagine. Yeah. Sunday, Normally usually it's Sunday night, Wales. Blues comes out. So um, if 
Luttrell doesn't go well. Like if he looks, you know, that he's well behind um, in terms of game fitness, I don't pick him. You got to put Cry. You got to leave Cry. Yeah. Yeah. But if he proves himself to be game fit and ready to go, then then he's your man. Um, Mm. He was a hair's breadth from the man of the series last year. Um, if that's a small amount of, of but um, <laughs> depends on the hair, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was like my hair. So, uh, look, I thought he was he was the equal of Tommy last year, to be fair. Um, and yeah. he fires up for Origin. Um, he, he's, he's at his best when he's got that blue jersey on, and he just wants to dominate. Yeah. And um, and you know what? It's 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 that personality you need at Origin. I, I, that's why I loved it. You know, when when Luai went over for that try, and you saw, yeah, uh, yeah. Some call it arrogance. Other call I, don't, I I call it passion. I don't know. Like, I I think every team needs that. You know, yeah. every team needs a grub. You can't win a you can't win you can't win games without a grub. Now people say, oh, Sam Burgess, he's such a grub. Yeah, that's why South won the premiership. You know, people go, Luai, oh, he's a grub. Yeah, that's why Level of intensity. Because he is that way. You don't want him to change. And and, and that's the same with Luttrell. Oh, he's a grub, yeah? Great, that's what you want. You know, sure, the problem with him is he takes it to the next level, which gets him suspended for eight weeks, which is annoying. But, But when everything's clean and when everything works, that's the intensity you want. And I, I, I don't call it grub. I call it intensity. But that's what you want. And that's, you know, if, if you're in Queensland and you're at Suncorp and there's five minutes to go and you're down by two and it's 15 out, he's one of the players at his best you want with the hands on the ball. Yeah. And, Do you think Queensland want him to be playing against him? No way. No way. No, no way. <laughs> No way, and you know what? Well, um, there was a, there was an interesting. Um, who said it? It might have even been Walters. Said said you know, COVID in in one of the Queensland papers said COVID's done one good thing, it's kept Latrell Mitchell out of the team, and and you know like that, at a time where I think Queensland were probably very confident. So, yeah, he's he's world class player, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, imagine, but imagine, imagine, imagine. You know, you've got, you've got Cleary, Cleary, Luai, Burton, Tommy, Cleary, Luai, Latrell, Tommy. Like you know, what I mean, like it's like, who do you tackle? Who yeah. do you tackle? Like you know, when they're run, when they're running a set piece at you, what do you do? Like that's. That's 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 a good that's a good and no disrespect to Crichton, he's done a phenomenal job, and um, you know he's. he's I still more... I keep him in the squad. Yep, most yeah, definitely, they, they, most they definitely. You know what? Look, I know, I know, I know if they're not going to play. I know if they're not going to play. Um, if if Crichton, if if the trail makes it, and Crichton is not in the team. I would have him replace um, Nico Hines as the eighth man. Yeah. 
Because the, the, I think, and I think he'd be a good 18th man. I think he'd do the job. The squad itself, um, you see, I, I, I don't know if it was a bit of a rotational thing to get a few more guys in the in, into the squad, um, but we we know that um, for this game, Campbell, Gillard, and Madison, they they were effectively dropped. Um, yeah, uh, Frizzell and Saifidi were um, not considered mm. due to injury. I can't really see them pushing their way back into this side even when fit. The, no, the, 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 you would not change. Not too many Newcastle Knights in there. No, but <laughs> no. even, but even no, the, no. the extended right, yeah. squad, this is what no, I'm saying, because I, the I thing think, is too. Yeah, I think that the back three in the scrum, I thought, I, I actually thought that the Ford pack, as they were in the rotation, was, was on point. The, the, the point I wanted to, to talk to you guys about was because they do have a 22-man squad. Mm. Um, there is that possibility if Payne Haas is injured that someone would have to come in. I'm not assuming that the 22 that were named for Game 2 are effectively yeah. the next players coming off the, um, yeah. off the production line because if you look at um, the props that were in the extended squad... You're really Jordan looking McClain. at Jordan McLean coming in for Payne Haas. I can't see nah, that happening. I'd imagine I if he's injured that Campbell Gillard comes in. I also wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, how we had McLean and uh, we've seen Suwali as a part of the squad. I wouldn't be surprised to see another player come in. I, I think Brad Fittler just wants them in there for the week, get a bit of experience. Um, yeah, I don't know I've... if there was ever any idea of Suwali, McLean, even Gutherson playing. We talked about Radley and the fact that he couldn't play. Um, are you guys in agreement? Would you say if Haas is out that Campbell Gillard would be the, the well, player I don't to come know. In? I, I don't know if, if based on what happened in game one, and, and it, I didn't it, think Campbell Gillard went that badly, but it seems that he's looking for a different style of player. Yeah, I, um, I'd agree with that. Um, so I don't Paulo know. might start, but who comes well, in? That's a that's a difficulty. See, you've got Turbo, Jake Turbo, I should say. He is not a big man in terms no. of physical size. He's a big man. He's a massive man in terms of heart and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But if you've only got one big guy, being Junior Paulo, um. I think it's a little bit out of balance. Now, you've got Liam Martin, you've got Angus Crichton. Yes, they can uh, they can play in the middle, but I think I think you probably need another guy who is a genuine uh, middle with size. Mm. Now, there's not that many options, I don't think. Um, personally, I think Campbell Gillard's been fantastic for Parramatta. Um, I'd be surprised if you drop, effectively he's being dropped. And and it'd be it'd be surprising if 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 Freddie turns around and says, Oh, look, you know, you're welcome back, sort of thing. But mm. again, um You had to say that to a few in this game though. It's it's an opportunity for him. Like it's 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 the whole thing's on the line. I think he's up to it. Um, he does it every week, pretty much for for the Eels. Um, the interesting thing, I think, is that 
the guy who had been spoken about as possibly coming in last year, um, in Moses Liotta. Yeah. He he's now not eligible because he's well, he played for the Kiwis. Yeah. Um, I think he would have been the perfect guy. Mm. Um, not a huge, again, but the role that he plays is exactly, um, I think, what Freddie would have been looking for. He's very, very mobile. And, um, uh, yeah, I think he would have been the ideal guy to, to come in yeah. if, if Haas was out. But, um, well, saying if Haas was out, now based on, um, you know, the fact that he's got three significant injuries, Mm. Um, the guy's pretty much banged up. I, I don't. He didn't play big minutes. He's a big minute player, but I just I, I don't know that he can go again um, mm. with that sort of intensity with with the amount of injuries he's got. I, I think if Campbell Gillard, who, who don't seem to have in, any injuries at the moment. If he has another big game against the Rabbitohs, which I expect he will, uh, I would think that he comes in. That's what I would do. I don't know that Freddie's going to go that way, but that's what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? It's a big question mark, and I know a lot of the times where we might have one opinion and then they go with a with something totally different. So, look, it's a bit of a watch this It's funny, though. One. I thought... Because you said you mentioned uh, was it Jordan McLean? Yeah, yeah. Would he do a bad job? Like he's he's doing all right for the for the Cowboys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's that it's that it's that unknown where where he was in the wilderness for quite a few years. He was. He was played for Australia. Yeah, and that's what I think. I just thought, you know what, it's. Yeah, I, I yeah, fifteen minutes ago when you first mentioned him, well, yeah. and then I started thinking, oh, in actual fact, he's. But yeah, I think, I think Campbell Gillard brings probably another level of something that you sort of can't bottle either. Massive opportunity for him though, if he does come in. Uh, massive opportunity for whoever takes that spot because it's not a given. It's not one of those walk-in spots, um, and I don't. I don't think they'll do a bit of a swifty and, you know, put a, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think they'd need a Victor that Radley? Prop. A Victor yeah. Radley? Yeah, well, that's, that's a, like, used, you know. Used, used Crichton and uh, it's Angus Crichton and, and Liam Martin as a middle. That's that's what I was, I was actually going to suggest, uh, you know, do they use Liam Crichton? Liam Martin uh, in the middle, put him on the bench and, um, I don't know, or have him in that back row, and then when say Crichton comes on, push him to the middle. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, a lot to expect. But the, mm. I I don't know. Right. They're up for it. Those guys could do the job. Those guys could do the job. Definitely, it would give them an incredibly mobile pack. Like, um, and I mean, Radley is Radley's made for Origin. He's never played the game, but you'd think he's got the game to, to be there. Um. It's not. It wouldn't be the worst option. I tell you who. I tell you a guy who. I tell you a guy who you probably, you know, you you would have thought, and and, and extenuating circumstances no, but Dale Finucane, a fit Dale Finucane. 
would have uh, probably, you would be thinking, sure. Yeah, I mean. Could do a job, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the yeah. other guy, if you're looking for a younger guy, Toby Rudolph. Yeah. Again, not the hugest, but he's, he's got very, very good speed. Mm. Um, I, I'd consider him. Yep. Toby Rudolph. Yeah, I there's I I would too. Hmm. I, I don't think that that's I don't think I don't think that's a silly that's a not silly outrageous. Option. That's not outrageous. Yeah. I mean the hmm. other guy that sort of is faded, it would seem to be to Tola. You oh, thought yeah. he might have played Origin by now, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I I I I yeah, you know, he was a guy who I thought his name sort of went through my head and I don't know what Yeah. Yeah, and another guy, I suppose, and I don't know what. I actually don't know what his allegiance is. I could be mentioning someone here is totally inappropriate. Um, is um, Lindsay Collins? I don't even know what his lineage is. Well, he plays for Queensland. Queensland, well, Queensland? of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's why okay. he plays for Queensland. He actually, that's he a problem. Does play. He does play. He's already got the eight on for Queensland. I don't know what I thought then. I just, yeah, I, I, out I, of I context, it's through, hard. Yeah, I was just going through Ford, so I'm like, all right, do what I want. Of course, he, <laughs> yeah, if could he was born, job. well, he was probably born in New South Wales. Yeah, could have been, probably. Yeah. Um, so look, yeah, job. I mean, for for the Blues, there's it would cr- be the first bloke ever to play State of Origin for both states. He would, and uh, especially in the same yeah. series, that'd be amazing. That's the, um, that'd that's be good. that's. That's Graham's gaff, right? Graham's there. gaff. There you go. <laughs> as I said it, as I said it, I'm <laughs> like, like, he plays something doesn't seem right here. He does. Something doesn't seem right there. That, that, that's all right, mate. It's all taking right. the pressure off me, thinking it's Wednesday. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Even worry, as I so. said it, I said I don't know his lineage. He's, yeah, he's Queenslander. What the fuck yeah. am I on about? He's yeah. definitely origin quality. We'll give you that. Oh, he's yeah. definitely origin quality. Oh, he'd be up to it. Don't but, worry about that. Yeah, don't worry. Okay, so let's. That, 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 that's Jeez. a good segue there. I like that because I wanted I mean, to j- just briefly. I know we don't want to get into a too too in depth on the um the Queensland team because there are some key questions there about the Blues. First of all, um, we'll we'll get to the the possible injuries with with Munster and uh, and Ponga uh, in a moment, but mm-hmm. let's let's just assume that this side uh, everyone's available. They have been beaten forty-four to twelve. Do they start to look at the makeup of this side? Are there changes that are needed? Because we had a lot of um, praise for this team uh, coming out of the first game. There are only minor changes that were forced. Is there anything that stands out to you, fellas, to think, geez, if Queensland change this, um, then, then we're we're in a spot of bother? Well, I think. Uh... I think the first thing. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just I could hardly hear myself. Um, first thing is Ruben Cotter. It's welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. To start. He comes straight back in. Yeah. And I think Thomas Flegler, um, who made his debut in Game Three last year, I think I think uh, you can mount a strong argument that he comes in as well. Um, as to who goes out, uh, not quite sure there. But uh, Cotter comes in, um, maybe at the expense of the guy who took his place, maybe Jay Arrow. Um, Flegler, 
I think uh, he's certainly going to provide plenty of enthusiasm. Mm. And, uh, so he, he'd be a guy, I, I think, probably. But as we said, the hammer um, to come in, you've got uh, the possibility you could use Corey Oates as well. Um, whether you bring Oates in for, for Tao Lungi, I don't think Tao Lungi went that bad. Um, but um, I think the other thing is the big question mark, and, and, and this is a real dilemma for Queensland, is do they sack one of their great all-time players in Dane Gagai, who, who was really out of sorts at the moment? Um, I think, he, uh, you know, look, what he's done for Queensland is amazing. It would really test this, uh, you know, where Queensland, we, we pick and stick, we, you know, we don't sack guys, but... Um, He's right. He's right off off the boil, Gaga. I, I think he may have also. Uh, well, he had a huge number of missed tackles. I, think I heard the statistic. He's in the first two games. He's missed seventeen tackles. Mm. Um, so uh, I think there's a question mark there. They've got options in the outside backs. That's the thing. Um, I, I think they'll probably keep him. Um, and. Uh, you know he's proven at that level, but this year he's he's been he's been off the boil. I think most of the others stay. Yeah, and yeah. and keeping in mind there that uh, just to remind everyone as well, um, Xavier Coates not eligible, still injured. Yep. He he he'll be back just before the finals, so he'll be out yeah. for a, for a Can't while. Can't get a run for New South Wales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'd put him in. Maybe for the Kummels. I think we'll see him for the Kummels in the World Cup. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think Shana. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button for Queensland. I don't know if it's necessarily a personnel issue more than, um, you know, we we said that New South Wales were out enthused in the first game. I think Queensland might have got out enthused in this one. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I say something? And this isn't me being salty from the first game. I thought there were elements of the first game that the Blues lost rather than Queensland won. Like, they won the scoreboard. I'm not going to deny that. But I think there were certain parts of the game where you just went, what are you doing? Like, kicking down Ponga's throat every kick, you know, not providing the cover that you should for your, for your, for your, um, for your, for your, uh, for your halfback. The key, the key thing that they've got to change to Queensland, if I was Queensland, Harry Grant, has to be on that field more often than not. Furthermore, he needs to play more than 48 minutes. Like that's that's my first thing. Like, like, regardless of who picks the side, regardless of what the side looks like, Harry Grant needs to be on there for 65 minutes. And they've got this, they've got this problem at the moment where they're trying to go, Ben Hunt's playing some good football. Where do we put Harry Grant? I'm sorry. Harry Grant is brilliant. You put him in hooker. Then you work out what you want to do with Hunt. Don't put Hunt a hooker because he can't do any other job. That's your first thing, I think. When Grant come on last in that first game, he directed the play. They looked like a different team, the Queensland side. Now they look really disjointed because they don't have a clear 
They don't have a clear thing. So my first thing, regardless of changing players, the first thing I do is I wouldn't look at the team. I'd say Harry Grant needs to be on there for a significant chunk of the game. Uh, I agree with Jai Arrow as a South Sydney fan. I was a bit um, watching Jai Arrow play. Um, it was great last night. Uh, I hope things go a bit better on the weekend. Um, I, you know, I think when you look at when you look at the, you know, Caelan Ponga, he was running well. You know, their forwards just did not contribute. There was not one forward that contributed the other night. Um, oh, it's probably a bit harsh on Tino, but they, they, they didn't. That, that was that's the problem. So you're sort of looking at what you'd change in the back. The first thing you need to do is get the forwards up and running. Um, that's the first thing you need to do. I think I agree with with Griffo and Gagai. Um, you know, when you're making mistakes. You can you can you can wear making mistakes if the player if the player um, is making hundred meters, he's not making hundred meters and he's you know eight missed tackles. That's um that that's big for one player. I, I, I think that when I look at the side, the Queensland side really just needs to start aiming up. I thought the rotation was all wrong for Queensland. Not that I cared, but I thought it was all wrong. So you had, I don't, I think you got a mix of the wrong combinations aren't the wrong time. Um, Harry Grant underutilized significantly. Um, and that coupled with the fact that when he did come on, he was cover tackling consistently. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think attitude played a big part as well but yeah if if Ponga and Munster are in doubt Slater's going to have to put the boots on so (laughs) that's where they're at and you know it's it's true like like this Queensland side this Queensland side last two weeks ago we were scratching our heads going how do we beat them they're making metres at will they're busting tackles they're offloading how do we beat this side? And they're in a bit of the position that the Blues were in where it's like, well, we won a game together. What did we do wrong this time? What they, what they, did, what they didn't anticipate was that people like Matt Burton was just going to kick them out of oblivion. And um, they could not get on the front foot, that team. Like, for, for, for where they were starting and what the Fords were doing – what, what New South Wales did, and, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but the reason why they couldn't get the metres is because they were just getting chopped down. They were just getting tackled. They were getting hit. And I think um, I think Queensland's play was very one-dimensional. I don't remember seeing any second-phase play. I don't remember seeing any straight-line run off the second man. It was all block plays. It was all one-up. It was all A B pillar. It was it was really. It was just hoping that there's a gap in the and in, you know it happened in the first of their you know it happened for one of their breaks but yeah I, I think they're going to have to be a bit more inspiring and start doing some second third phase play get wider the ruck 
to make meters because in the middle they were just getting hammered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's it, it's hard because we couldn't see this really happening uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they, they were that good. A lot of people have been talking about what could have been a bit of a turning point in the game. I know the Blues went on and won quite comfortably, but um, the Maroons were actually um, they were actually winning the game. Uh, from memory at the point when Felice Kafusi was simbined. Just wanted to get a bit of a comment on that one, fellas, because um, it was one of those sets where it was six again, six again, six again, and the referee said, no, nah, had enough. Ten in the bin. Um, I've heard a few divided opinions about this one today, guys. Uh, I didn't have any issue with it, but I don't know if that's just me being a blue. Um oh. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I don't know. At least the referee um, drew the line. Should they have? Should they have had the time off? Official warning. Then it comes, or is it just the case if you've just given away four or five, six against in a row? Bugger it. You off to the bin. At first, I thought it was hard done by, and then I saw the context of what happened, where we just sort of, you know, just kept. It's a bit silly, like like, and I think um. I think one of the Queensland players I heard, like he goes, where's the warning? And he goes, in this context, you don't need one. As if to say, you just being, you know, I, can't, I, I asked you to get up. Players, you know the rules. You didn't get up. I asked you again. You, you're being silly now. All right, that's it. And and I thought, you know, we were quite clear. Well, I know Griffo and I were because we were watching it at the game. We were quite quite critical of uh decline as we called him um that night um but we wanted to decline it yeah i wanted to decline um he's, he's now redeemed the thing himself. was and look oh, the, next day, the, the next day that's right the next day we the next day when we talked about we talked about klein and we talked to everyone we said he drew the line in the sand in the wrong areas he he didn't take control of the game and he was actually hammered in the press. So here's a guy who goes, 10 in a bin, I'll take control of the game. I, no, I, if, look, if it was a club game and my guy got sent in the bin, I think I'd be mixed. I'd be annoyed mixed with a tinge of you're an idiot. And that's where I'm at, where because I'm on the good end, I didn't mind it. But if I was on the receiving end, I'd be like, oh, is that really 10 to bin? But then again, looking at the replay, the guy was an idiot. Just let him up. You know, it's, it's that kind of, that kind of 10 in the bin is in the same, it's in the same box as punching someone. You just go, you, that's so dumb. Don't be dumb. Just don't be dumb. Well, right, it's, hard, it's hard to feel any sort of sorrow mm. for Felice Cafusi. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, the other thing. That's the other like, thing. Like we were saying, of all the players to get sent to bin, you know, yeah, there's a market there. Yeah. He he, he walks a fine line, Felice. And uh, some would say, you know, he's been lucky, uh, you know, that elbow, uh, trying to think who it was on, Young Walker. Yeah. He was very, well, a lot of people thought he was very lucky to get off on that, that he should have been suspended as a result of that because he's got form on it. You know, like he, he's, there's not too many guys around now who walk that fine line. Uh, he's one of them. There's a few others, but not many. Um, so, yeah, he's gotten away with plenty. 
um, but he didn't get away the other night. So move on. Next game, Felice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and and although some Queensland fans have argued it was at a pivotal point in the game, um, but yeah, they're not arguing the forward pass. No. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it wasn't even mentioned in the commentary on night. Yeah. They didn't say it was. Yeah, I found pass. that yeah. weird. Like that was a really every that, every. Yeah. I don't know whether they tried to look for an angle that made it kind. It was a bit. I think it's just the fact that we. I was calling of, decline when he went over. Well, I was calling. I think. I, I think what was made evident was the fact that um, you know we, we've made it clear that we don't really listen to the Channel Nine commentary um, at all, only when we have to on Origin and so forth. And I think it just stands out the the gap in regards to the the quality of um, of of coverage from the commentators. Between Fox and, and Channel Nine, and just the yeah. So, look, you well, know, just on that. Sorry, before we move on that, we had this discussion at lunchtime, but yeah, this whole farce of we can't rule on a forward pass. <laughs> we can't. We well, can't rule. We can't rule if if something is oh. is um, not forward. Uh, so I take you back. We'll take the listeners back to uh, the women's game, uh, which was. Uh, I thought we'll talk maybe we'll talk about this separately. Uh, the women's game itself, but there was an incident there where um, a try was awarded to New South Wales. Um, controversially, um, some would say. Uh, to be fair, I, I thought it went forward. Um, watching it live, but it was awarded. And, and you can't rule on a forward pass. So I'm thinking, well, we're sweet here. We're sweet. But they went to this uh, loophole saying uh, she lost the ball forward, um, which is a heap of crap, to be honest. <laughs> like, it went forward. I got no no problem with that. But this this... You know, we can't rule something forward if it's passed forward, but we can say it's forward if it's lost forward. Well, how can you? What's the difference? I'll yeah, leave it yeah. at that. It's, no, just, it's, it's just it's, farcical. And you know what, Griffo? We were calling for it on the podcast after that Manly Para game. Create something. When something looks bad, like if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So if it looks like a forward pass, it was propelled forward out of the hand, why can't a qualified referee say that's forward? Yeah. He's, Look, he's got the same at, coverage we do. He's got and we the all same think it's coverage. Forward, so. And you know what the funny thing was? There was a, the Paulo pass to Crichton was called forward. And they had this angle, which was right side on. And you went, wow. Yeah, that should look like, okay. That was like, yeah. Yeah, if it was forward, it was it was... It was out of the hand, poop dance type things. They've got the technology to, to create. Look, if they went up and they said, with all the camera angles, we can't detect that on-field decision stands, you'd be happy with that. That happens with that happens yeah. with held up. Happens with it everything happens else. With everything else. If they said, I've just seen a howler. Is this thing forward or not? Yeah. It is. You yeah. can tell by a he, he, he knocked it forward. Yeah, he knocked yeah, it yeah, forward. You know, that's stupid. Like, like, it's it's the blight on the game that hasn't been addressed. That really, technology can easily fix. 
like like there have been there have been people talking about Hawkeye technology in the ball where the NRL goes, oh no, 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 we've got to protect the referee. Uh, I um, read somewhere where they were the, used and they were trial trialing. Yeah, yep. and, and the stupid thing is Yeah, it's like a microchip. The they go, oh yeah. They, it was they, like they, a microchip, I think yeah, they were gonna put in it which detects whether the, the ball goes forward or but not. Like, it takes into account the speed of the ball and the whinging the displacement. They're whinging about protecting the refs, right? How many times do you see a captain's challenge get won? And yet, if for all the world to see, the referee makes a mistake, and he has to, and the and the and the, and the guy in the in the bunker goes, "Ah, uh, you made a mistake, overturn that." Why can't that happen? Uh, you know, like that's the whole point. Yeah, I they're worried they're about. Trying to limit oh, we've got to protect the referees with yeah. these four yeah, passes. I'll, I'll, I'll say I don't want to see too many stoppages. No, what you I, don't. But what I will say is that, and again, having done some refereeing of mostly touch, but it's the same concept whether a ball's forward or not. Mostly, you can see that a ball's gone forward. As a ref, you can see it. But when you're back 10 metres, you're not yeah, in the nah. best position. But there are two guys or girls yeah, yeah, standing nah. on the side of the yeah. field yeah. who are perfectly positioned yeah. to rule on that stuff. Yeah, I know. Now, they don't seem to do it. No. The, the other when, thing- when was the last time we saw a touch judge rule on a forward pass? Yes, hey. la- sadly, yesterday. When Paul you know what you know what I mean? You're right. You're hundred percent correct, Griff. And you hear this thing go forward and it's play on. Yes. You, I, know, I, I have... you see it at the game. When you're side on, you can well, tell a forward you, pass you know, easily. I've been you at know, the game and heard Griffo. the touchy call forward and the referee lets it go. Yeah. I've I've said But Griffo, that, we had that at the origin. The last origin where we were in Sydney, how many times did you hear this blow up from the sideline and you just go, oh, someone's thrown the ball and he's, woo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you watch the replay at home and you're like, far out, that's touch and go. Yeah. You can't tell that from behind no, the play. Like you can't, we you can't. But, but side you, on, yeah, sitting the, side on. You can see a forward pass. You know, and how many times has your side gone? You no, know, look, I know, it's, you know there's been plenty of times where South and Sydney have thrown the ball, and you're like, "No, nah, it's forward." And, oh, and, yeah, and you yeah. win some, and they give it, and, and they give yeah. the try, and you're I like, mean, "Oh." The other side of that, that coin is to eliminate the stoppages and the fact that you win some, you lose some. Are we happy to wear the odd forward pass for the game to keep moving? I'd the like to is, see more I'd... involvement from the touch judge making yes. a call rather than the they are they are yep. better positioned than the on-field ref. Uh, most of the time, if, the on-field ref is back in, in the defence line. I, so I, until they can get a special I, ball that lights up I, when it goes I forward. Don't, I don't care. I don't care. If, if someone throws a forward pass and the ref misses it in the game and you go, oh, that's annoying. It's when they miss it for a try. And you go, hang on. Everything gets reviewed now. Why can't that be reviewed? I don't know why the video ref... When looking, you know what I mean. I understand why, but I think it's one of those situations. It, it is tough because for the listeners there, just one thing to look at and to understand how tough it is. When you're looking at 
the coverage. Um, a good it's reference point like sometimes. There, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's hard nothing because like the cameras. There. That's right. Depending on what ground you're at, too, you'll notice that when you watch games that are at Suncorp Stadium, the cameras a lot higher. Uh, yep. Games games you watch on TV from Suncorp look very different to games at other grounds. The camera's higher. You'll also notice that in um, in uh, rugby league in our grounds we have here in the coverage, it's very different to say, for example, the uh, NFL in America where the, the camera's on halfway and it pans to, to keep up with the coverage. Whereas you'll know from watching the coverage, if you see a 30 meter mark and the player standing on it, you'll know because of the tilt and the angle which end of the field they're at. In, say, American football, for example, the camera slides along. So unless you see the number for the line on the field, they're dead in line with it. That's what makes it difficult too because depending on where on the field and where the angle is, you look at the lines, which angle they're running on the um, on the ground, the, the painted lines. They can be a bit of a reference point. You then, I mean, we've talked about it millions of times. You then get into the point where if someone throws it from behind the, the the 10 meter line for example and someone catches it in front of the 10 meter line is it a, is it just simply a forward pass I mean people take into account well if the player is running at 12 kilometers an hour the ball's moving at 12 kilometers an hour therefore when they throw it the like you could get some physics expert on here explain the whole science of it I think what you guys are basically summing up and saying there's a bloke on the sideline who or, or, or a lady on the sideline, one either side, who can basically look at it, is moving along with the play and say, that went forward, tip off the ref, and, and they've got the best opportunity to do so. I think the solution, you guys are on the money. The touch judge needs to get more involved, and I think the touch judge should be given as much merit because it is frustrating because I have been at games where you are on the sideline and you can actually verbally hear the touch judge yell out, forward, 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 and they're sort of hesitating, and then the referee just plays on. The referee's happy to go. So I think the touch judge getting involved, their decision being worth something. I don't think we necessarily need the technology in those general play, you know, if it happens on the 50-meter line. But if you've got a howler that's really obvious, video ref, call it up. If the video ref says it's inconclusive, they do that now anyway. I, I, I think you guys are talking a lot of sense there that the NRL doesn't want to commit to. Yeah, I, I've heard the technology. Well, the technology is available, but it's very expensive. And I, I think it's not money that needs to be spent. Spend it on grassroots rugby. Yeah, league. put it into the juniors. You're exactly right. Put it into training referees. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather they 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 put it into creating you know more training for referees. But uh, just to just to finish up on on Origin guys, because we we sort of did a bit of a segue there into the women's game. Um, just to wrap up, I think um, I actually want you guys to give me your, your player of the game. I think I know who you're going to say, but just um, I don't know if we've talked about this player uh, enough and his impact, but uh, I'll go to you, Griffo, first. Man of the match for you and a bit of a comment on his impact. Yeah, Nathan Cleary. Um, it's his second, and I think he was the official player of the match. Um, it's your second one at origin level. And he just dominated, um, particularly in the second half. Uh, he, he just controlled that game. 
uh, with his kicking game, uh, that, that beautiful uh, kick he put in for Matt Burton, who did exceptionally well to pick up the ball at a low level and, and um, score New South Wales' first try. Um, but yeah, just his, his general, he threw the Harbour Bridge pass out for, I think it was two to score in the second half. And then when the Queenslanders got tired, he thought, right, here we go. I'm going to go myself. And, uh, yeah, he, he scored two tries back to back. Um, and that's what, you know, one of the, one of the criticisms early in his origin career, which had some substance was that, you know, he, he wasn't creating any try assists. Um, you know, we need to build quite early. He was very young. He's still young. He's only 24. Um, he's been around for, for a few seasons at origin level. Um, he's now obviously, uh, you know, that's not an issue anymore. He's creating tries. He's scoring tries himself. And his defense was, was very good. Uh, there was that, uh, the one where he got, you know, got sent to the match review committee was a joke, but it was just a hard hit, but it wasn't that he was up there chopping the legs of the Queenslanders. And, and again, um, thinking, Oh, is that Martin? Is that Murray? Is that cry? No, it's actually, that's what that one's Cleary. Good tackle. You know, it was just an all-round game, and then, um, yeah, he, he was player of the match for mine. I, I agree with whoever made that the official um, decision there. Uh, I don't always, but uh, I, I certainly thought he was the guy most responsible for New South Wales winning last night. I'd imagine, China, you you'd be talking about Cleary as well. I'll go for someone different, Matt Burton. Ooh. I okay. thought Matt Burton's kicking game uh, actually took a lot of pressure off uh, the halves. I thought he was a little bit of that extra X factor early that actually took the pressure off the halves that allowed Cleary and Luai to do what they needed to do. He created uh, his individual nature, just created uh, space and time, which gave, which just put it, it put the opposition at sixes and sevens, and then allowed. Uh, Cleary to do what he had to do. Um, what Cleary did in that second half was one of the most all-time origin performances. It wouldn't have happened had Burton not been there. Um, I think oh, quite often man of the match uh, accolades needs to go to the person who created the point of difference. And last night, Matt Burton created the point of difference. Uh, his kicks were just out of this world. They went higher than the roof at one stage. He's got, um, a, he, he's got a big he just, boot on him. Is he, he one just, of the biggest boots you've ever just, seen? Like, it's just huge. And, 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 and you know what? It got to the point where it showed that crappy aerial view at one stage. Um, spider oh, yeah, team, drone cam, whatever it is. And, and, they had, and you saw it where they were passing back for a kick and you had Burton on one side, Cleary on the other, and, and they had no idea who to run to. That point of difference, I think, deserves man the match status and I had Burton as mine. Yep. No, and fair. also backing up backing up for that first try. You know, that's that was out of the Penrith that was out of the twenty twenty. Oh the um yeah the kick. Yep. Yeah he just seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Hopefully Always. 
Now, the, uh, the big question here is, can they go on and do it? We need to remind our listeners that uh, the next game is going to take place in Queensland. So the Maroons, all, they'll fancy themselves. They always do. It's a tough ask in Brisbane, uh, heading up to, um, to, to win a series in Queensland. Definitely going to be a big ask um, heading up to Suncorp Stadium. But uh, the Blues will take a lot of confidence out of that game. And, uh, yeah, I think keep an eye on this space next week just to see with the the team that's announced. But, um, yeah, Queensland will definitely be looking to bounce back up there in, um, in Brisbane. Um, all right. Well, Griffo, you did mention we were talking about it. It started our forward pass um, chat there. The other State of Origin game that happened on the weekend uh, was the New South Wales women taking on the Queensland Maroons women. Um, it was three tries each, but we did see a couple of extra penalty goals and an extra conversion to uh, Pearson from New South Wales, which meant that they uh, were able to get the victory 20 points to 14 over Queensland. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about this one off air as well today. Um, j- just in all, I think it was a good good game, very entertaining game and a um, great advert for the women's game. I thought not just for the women's game, Graham. I just think it was a great advert for rugby league. Um, yeah, credit to all concerned, both uh, both teams, the coaching staff of both teams, and I want to give a big rap to referee Belinda Sharp, who I, I was highly critical of last year. Yeah, uh, but I thought she did a really good job. Um, you didn't notice her. Um, game flowed. Um, yeah, it was it was an exciting game. There was the big hits. There were the uh, you know um, there were the tries that were exciting. There was disallowed tries. Um, you really didn't feel either side had the game wrapped up until you know maybe the last set of six where Queensland got the ball, but they were right down on their own try line. I thought, just can't see them going the length of the field here. Um, they might, you know, might not even have had time for all six plays, but um, just a quality game. Uh, congratulations, as I said, to, to both sets of players on, uh, on an outstanding game. And it, you know, again, it raises the question of why is there only one game? Um we're talking about two games. What what's the purpose of two games? You don't get a clear cut winner. No. I mean, we play every week, or if the the men's game, or I'd, no. you'd play extra time to get it a made. Winner. Well, it made win, it made winning this one important, didn't it? Yeah, but but it shouldn't be more important no. than just for the sake of no, this twenty twenty two. It should have no bearing. At all. That's right. You're 100% on, correct. On on what happens next year. Yeah, 100%. Um, and they got rid of that from the men. There was a year where Queensland held the shield because mm. we had a draw Yep. in, in, in a three-match series and they didn't have golden point in those days. You know? It, what What's the logic behind not having the, the three... Game series, like why well, there is none other than I can only think it's it's a money thing. Um, but I I can't see anything other than the financial aspect. It, it makes no sense just to so play a two game series. Costs them more money to to put 
games on than what it makes. Is that, well, is that effectively, well, you know, to play the players as opposed to... I'm not, not saying it does, Graham. I'm... I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, is that know, what it's their big payday for the women. Um, yeah. And I know the Queenslanders, we talked about this uh, at some stage where they were saying that they're paying the Queensland ladies, I think, the same as what the, the men get for yeah. an origin game. Um, and and I'm, I'm fine with that now. Yeah. I, I had my misgivings with it initially, but for the quality of what we see, I'm, I'm happy for them to get equal pay, um, but they have to they have to be able to generate the revenue. And I think they can um, if you keep the games separate from the men, not make yeah. it a you know um, or anything. No, no, yeah. because you're not you're generating no more money. If you do that, whereas, like you know, they talked about a record crowd. I thought when I looked, I thought, where are the people? Like, but it was in numbers. It was a record crowd of eleven thousand. Eleven thousand, yeah. You put that on it at, at um, Combank or whatever it's called these days. Yeah. Matter, I guarantee yeah. you're going to fill it. Because that's I'll the other thing too. It, it I'll, was, go. It, I'll the, go. I'll go. I went to North Sydney. It was great. Technically, good, Shano. Technically, it was on right. neutral was ground. Brilliant. They they played the fantastic. state of origin in Canberra. They played it in uh, the uh, the ACT. I mean, I'd I'd actually love to see it. I know we 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 like our footy in New South Wales. I want to get your thoughts. What if they put a women's origin game on? I mean, this was Friday night footy. Friday night at Suncorp. Would you be willing Absolutely. to? Predict a, like that. That I'd imagine that would draw very well. For sure, it would. Especially depending on the timing, and, and it's a, it's a related issue. But they're going to get rid of a rep round next year, going yeah. back to three Wednesdays. I say keep a rep round. I don't know why they keep a rep, rep round. round. You can still have it. You've got the origin on the Wednesday. Keep the rep yeah. round on for, for one of those. One of the. Uh, weeks um, play rep round before it on the weekend, including the feature game being the women's origin on a Friday night, like you say, prime time. I, and, I think and, you're going to get a big audience, maybe not as big as you'd normally get. But the, the reality is they play shit rounds for two of those rounds where you've got like four games, the origin mm-hmm. players are out. You're not getting the best of the NRL. No. no. How are they going to... You've got this you... alternative. But are they you, know, you know what, you know what I think, Griff? You make a great point. And I, I'm sorry, Gray. I just want to butt in here. You're right. This whole rep round, I think it's absolutely abysmal they're getting rid of rep round. You saw the calibre of game on, on the women's um, state of origin. What they're telling me is that they'd rather throw at this point in time, the equivalent of Newcastle versus the Knights on, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm so, like if I'm a spectator... Newcastle versus the Knights. I'm, I'm Newcastle, no sorry. Um, Newcastle versus Multi-Nice. Gold Coast. Gold Coast, Gold, Newcastle versus Gold Coast. They're telling me you'd rather have the Knights versus Titans than that kind of game. The the other you thing I'm, I'm not sure about with the, the makeup of the rep round and the draw and that is whether the... Um, whether it's something they haven't really communicated to the fans, 
the implication of having a odd number of teams, whether that's influencing the fact that there's going to be one team having the buy every round. Um, I don't know if that's then going to factor in and they go, well, hang on, maybe we won't have the... I, I, I don't know. Are we still going to see half the teams have the buy the week before Origin if you're having throw, a buy every week? Throw a team in Perth and it's not an issue. True. Yeah. But the other thing is too, I'm not... A, I mean, with the with the women's Origin game... Do we think that the best time to capitalise on it is at the same time as the men's origin? Because the other thing that people might suggest is say, well, you come come to finals, there's a couple of weeks of finals, and in the last well, few Graham, weeks of the finals, there's, there's only two games a week. Graham, do you have Friday night NRL final, Saturday night women's state of origin, I think, Sunday final? Like, I think, or should I think it, there's a bigger know? discussion here that on the weekend... I saw New Zealand versus Tonga, which was absolutely outstanding. PNG, um, PNG Fiji, where at the end of that game you saw something that was just 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 blew your mind. These are the these are the these are the moments that make rugby league, and these are the moments that make this rep round special. And what they're saying is is that. The moments that make rugby league and rep round special are no more important than a normal fixture. And I'm sorry, I've got to disagree in some ways. Revenue-wise, where the bottom line, okay, you might you might have me there. I saw over this rep round multitude of reasons why we need a rep round. From the 19s through to through to Fiji versus um PNG onto the origin. I saw a multitude of reasons why this works. And, and to take that away and then retrofit it somewhere else is ludicrous. Now, I've got to applaud the rugby league. They make a lot of good decisions. This is a dud one. This is a real dud one. They took these series of games to Campbelltown and it still flourished. That's saying something. And I think that I think that they've got a there's times in rugby league where we don't see the forest for the trees. And this is one of them. We've, we've got to keep this round. And if it means that, and I agree with Griff, why do we need half-assed NRL sides running around? That, that makes for bad viewing. You, you, you know, you, you you rack up and if you're a minnow, you're cheering because your team might win a game. And if you're one of the big guys like Penrith, you're going, well, you know, we get to see some young guys. Play. Like, no one wants to see that kind of rugby league. But you know what? We want to see the rep round. We want to see what it's like when these players play for Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, PNG, Fiji, New Zealand. We want to see what that's like. Watch the new up-and-coming people in the under-19s. Watch the women's um, state of origin. And then... Uh, watched the men's state of origin on Sunday evening. Tell me what's wrong. The thing is, the NRL have gotten wrong, gotten rid of it without without saying one thing. What's wrong with it? Tell me what was wrong with this weekend. If you can tell me what was wrong with it, I'll I'll, I'll shut up. But no one can tell me what was wrong with this weekend. You only get rid of something or fix something when something goes wrong. Yeah, it was a really good round of. Of rugby, it was. rugby league 
like well, I'm not rounded rugby league, but weekend. Yeah, of rugby yeah weekend of rugby league it was great. Yeah, I've I've just thought of something. Um, talk about you know when should the women be playing their origin? And and this I uh, this discussion come up on you know on some programs that I listened to over the weekend. But this is what I just thought of now. Three games. Play them on a Wednesday. Not the when the men's play, alternate Wednesdays. Ah, so it's an origin time sort of paralleling the men. Yeah. So the first two games are on a Wednesday, a Wednesday, and then you decide a potential decider is on the Friday night of rep round for the women. That brings mm. money yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. There's only, your revenue. Then yeah. you can pay him. You can pay him the same yeah. as the guys that are getting only paid. concern I'd have is, um, unfortunately, I don't know how much faith I have in getting a big crowd midweek for the, the women's origin. I don't know if you get as much of a crowd as you would if you ran it on a Friday or a Saturday night. I agree, Graham. I agree, but I think it's worth a try to see if it, how it goes. I mean, we've got to get because, the three games first. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're four questions down the line. They just yeah. need parity in regards well, to the amount of games. You can put it on a Friday. And instead of your NRL, if you, it's an NRL round, you say, you, you, you know, your eight o'clock game is mm. the women's origin. You still have your six o'clock men's game. Put a Sunday night extra, game on. Extra, uh, yeah. I mean, they've done it for other rounds yep. where they play three games on a Sunday. Yep. These are not these are not difficult solutions. I, I have a feeling that I think you hit it early on. I don't think they want to pay them for three games. I actually think that that's that that, that you hit it. I think they yeah, go. It's, that, I don't, look, I don't it's think a they said the investment. If you've got each player getting thirty grand a game, that's a that's a big whack of money. Mm. Um, if it's not generating money, yes. well, but isn't I it, think you can generate money. I think if, it's an investment in the game. True. True. You got to spend some money to build the game, so that in ten years from now, we we're just talking about the the three game women's origin series, and it's a, and 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 that that investment has generated interest. I mean, you look at even the concept of State of Origin when it started, you know, in 1980. All these things, they're all a gamble. It's an investment. It's Can I out. say something? Can I say something? Um, and I don't, I don't, tend, I don't, you know, I don't know about the company and I'll disclose here, the guy doesn't float my boat all that much. But what Harvey Norman have done for female rugby league in this country, as far as development, putting money aside for development and advertising is phenomenal. I think they actually, I, I, I really think that when we're looking at, if we're looking at advertisement, they deserve three matches purely for what they've done for, for women's rugby league in this country. And um, I know that, doesn't you know if no one turns up to the ground it's a bad look but you know um jerseys are billboards these days and those jerseys have harvey norman plastered all over it 
you know, clubs have Harvey Norman development squads now where they help young female players out with kits, uh, with, with, with the ability to be able to get education. It's, it's now beyond rugby league. It's, it's looking after them and their life as a rugby league player. I, 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 I think we're at the point now where they've commanded the respect to get three games. If that's come across, I, I, no, probably what's in my head is not coming out the right way. But yeah, it, it, they've commanded enough respect to get three games. I know it's got to equal bums on seats and cash. I get that. But with the right marketing and the right tools and the right people, it will work. Because I'm telling you now, every one of those players is putting it on the field. The skill and the output on the field is phenomenal. It's now up to it's now up to the people who do all the marketing to work that out. Because like I said earlier, they'll market a bloody Newcastle versus Gold Coast cane till the cows come home and find some bullshit twist on how that's going to be exciting. When Without really origin players. Yeah, when really it's the Portaloo game of the week. Mm. You know what I mean? They'll devote time, effort, and energy into that. And what will be the answer? Oh, it's for the sponsors. The sponsors in female rugby league have been huge and they've stuck by all this time. I think I think the women who play it have earned that respect and, and they have my absolute admiration because I think they're some of the most skillful athletes um, on the globe. And I now think it's time for the NRL to say, you know what? We probably need to throw a bit of marketing money towards it to hype it up because that's what sells the game, the hype. Yeah. And, and look, it, it was a great game. And, and, and in all fairness, it was, it was very entertaining. As we said, it was great to see the New South Wales uh, get the win in this game. Um, it's good in the end. Yeah. They're always, they're always, they're always entertaining games. And um, you, you definitely know because you're not always getting that, uh, that opportunity from the, um, the women in rugby league to to show their talents in a week week in week out basis like the men you know they always live for the games and um but we're seeing we're seeing the um the development i suppose and uh the expansion of the game also too in the nrlw so hopefully that expansion continues because it was an absolute belter and we'd love to have uh three games every year um but also, too, guys, we've actually got some footy this week. Now, I know it's very early on in the week, but um, I think it's worth looking forward to the games that are going to come up in um, rounds 16. We don't have any team news yet. We know we're off the back of Origin. There will be players backing up, but I'd just like to get just a, a few comments on the games coming up and just what your uh, early thoughts are, given the fact that it's only Monday. But uh, the first game of the week we're going to see will be the Seagulls taking on the Storm. This one's happening at Brookvale Oval on uh, Thursday night. Um, this one, Griffo, we know the storm are flying high. Um, even though the uh, the Eagles do have wings, they're not quite flying as high. They're sitting down in 10th position. Um, but coming out of origin there, we do have the implications, uh, given the fact that uh, a lot of talk about Munster injury. Yeah. Um, if Monster is out, then that really um, brings Manly into the game with a with a legitimate chance um 
they had the heartbreak, Manly, of losing the unlosable in the last round uh, that they played against the Cowboys. Um, and they're on the brink of falling right away. Um, they, they've they've had a mixed year. Um, they've done most of it without Turbo. But even when he was there, they were still up and down. Um, uh, I'm going to go Storm um, on the proviso that I do need to see who's playing. But mm. um, I still think even without Monster, um, you know, if, you, if they get Pappenhausen back, Jerome Hughes has been in scintillating form. Um, Harry Grant, they've got a solid forward pack. Uh, I probably just lean towards the storm, even if Monster's not there. If Monster is there, I'm, uh, I'd be pretty confident of a storm victory. And the thing to keep in mind here too, Shano, is that there are players backing up. I mean, on the manly side of things, you'd imagine throughout the week, DCE and um, Jake Trebojevic would be monitored. I mean, given the fact that it's a weekend origin, you've almost got that full recovery uh, for the Storm, Kafusi, Harry Grant backing up. But as Griffo said, they're also expecting Pappenhausen back this week. Uh, just on that though, Graham, it's they're not just backing up from origin. Both sides would have been heavily represented in, in yeah the, in the yeah. other well, a lot, um, lot of um one of uh one of our favorites on here josh loi he suffered a concussion playing for yeah Samoa. you can't imagine he's going to be playing wouldn't imagine him to play um you know that might bring to power into start a prop yeah um I... so yeah there's a lot of question marks even when the teams are announced tomorrow I think given the amount of players that have played representative footy on the weekend, Shano, you're really looking at, um, at at how the week goes with all of your tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like when uh, when he got concussed, that's the first thing I thought was, oh, Manly's job just got a bit harder. At this point, in the, at this point without seeing any, any team lists, I, I'm choosing Melbourne. Yeah. I think even even after, like it would take it would take a fair few out um at this point in time i think this is the time of year where melbourne tend to want to turn it on they just want to um interestingly um bellamy brought up a point where he doesn't want to lose too much ground to penrith like he's if to say i want to be nipping at their heels um throughout this period so you know he's he's going to have them right for this and I, I, I just think, yeah, Manly are just half a yard off the pace compared to Melbourne. Yeah, you'd have to go Melbourne in this one. I think most people uh, would be pretty keen to tip Melbourne and maybe those who are starting to lag behind in the tipping comps going for a, an, um, an upset would be going Manly. All right, second game of the week is uh, going to take us to McDonald James. Sorry, McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. I'll get it out there. Um, the Knights taking on the Titans. Uh, two teams that we would probably say have been fairly disappointing, and the disappointment continues for the Knights. Uh, we talked about Caelan Ponga. He has been ruled out because he did have a Category 1 concussion in Origin 2. Um, 
there's a bit of talk that maybe Daniel Saifidi and Bradman Best are a chance to return. Obviously, they're going to be monitoring Gagai from Origin, and the, you'd imagine Tex Hoy would be the one to come in at fullback for the Knights. For the Titans, um, they're not as affected by Origin. Obviously, Big Tino um, played 38 minutes. You'd expect him to, um, to back up. They've got a few players, the Titans, that I'd be interested to see when the team's announced because we know Fafita hasn't played since round 12. Uh, he'd be getting close to coming back, as too would Proctor and Thompson. So um, could have a few players coming back there, Griffo. But I'll tell you what, this one's going to be a hard one to pick, not because uh, the teams are in form, but um, uh, I think we're starting to see, see those games where two teams are struggling and one of them's going to win. Yeah, um, these teams were seventh and eighth last year. Strange, isn't it? Bizarre. Um, but they're awful this year. Uh, the loss of Ponga is a takes a lot away from Newcastle's attack. Um, I, I've got a feeling they might have actually won a game or so early in the year when when Ponga they, they won their first two games. Um, I'm not sure that Ponga played both of them. Um, but yeah, a few weeks ago, I said I can't really see myself play, tipping the Titans again unless maybe they're playing the Warriors. Um, I might have to stick to that. Might have to stick to that. But uh, I'll obviously want to see the teams, but I lean towards Newcastle simply because I've sort of put myself almost on a Titans tipping ban. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost like, you know, when you give up Grog for a month, the dry July, we give up tipping the Titans because we just can't see them winning. Uh, this, this is a bit of a coin flipper, isn't it, Shane? Oh, hurry up. Are you flipping yeah. the coin inside the yeah. portal? Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> just say, flip the portal. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. It is it, it, this 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 could be this could be a this I love it how I love it we we don't advocate betting on here but I love it how they're no, both at a dollar ninety yeah. as if to say they're both, a fair know, call. No they're, one both knows. they're both stinkers um I'm off I'm I'm like you Griff I'm off the Titans bet um hunting I can't like I I can't I can't in any way shape or form actually um pick them. Um, I look at, I look, I look at the Knights. They're on a spiral to, I, yeah, I, I don't rate the Titans. I actually think the Titans. This could be the week where, when they lose, I'll, I'll pick the, I'll pick the Knights. But losing this week could actually be the be the beginning of the end for them. Yeah, I, I was they're thinking a bit of trouble. It's in Newcastle, so. That that might be yep. The, yep. the point of difference um, that a lot of people go with in tipping the knights. All right, um, big game this one. Uh, Friday night, Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. The Panthers at home uh, to the ninth place Roosters. Still can't believe that. Now, obviously, there's some uh, implications here for from Origin. You've got Cleary, Luai, Toto, Crichton. Martin, Yo, and Coruscant, um, with a f- probably 
four, the, the game will be on the fifth day. So yeah, effectively four days to get ready to go and back up. Um, we, we know the Panthers have that depth there if those guys aren't able to back up. We know that O'Sullivan, Eisenhuth, um, even Staines can, can come in. They've got a bit, bit of depth there. For the Roosters, Tedesco, Tupu, uh, Crichton will be backing up. Um, bit interested to see what happens with Lindsay Collins. Um, he got that head knock and passed his HIA. Um, they're also monitoring Keary, who had that concussion the other the other week. Um, I heard a rumor, Graham, that uh, you know after Collins came out of his HIA, he thought he was playing for New South Wales. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He uh, he was he was ready to play for the Blues, but um, he was but- he was. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of um a lot of players backing up in this one, uh and and look, I know a lot of people Griffo are going to be uh, hot on the Panthers here, given the fact that they are coming first. They're having this uh, incredible run. The Roosters really need to start winning games, but it's not going to be easy for them out at Penrith on Friday. No, it's not. Um, they know they need to start winning games. Uh. The ninth is not where we expected to see them. Um, yeah, the best thing possibly for the Roosters might be if Penrith rest some players. I don't know if that's on the cards at all. Um, but uh, if Penrith's got their full squad, it's hard to see the Roosters winning. What I will say is the Roosters have got an out and out superstar in uh, Joseph Manu um, who was amazing for the Kiwis the other night he ran over 400 metres playing out of fullback Um, so they've still got star quality the Roosters uh, with you know Teddy obviously um, Crichton well, we're not sure about Kiri. We don't expect him to probably play. He got that head knock, but uh, there's plenty of talent there. Joseph Suwali, who is proving himself to be not just a an NRL player, but actually a very, very good one. Um, so it's not going to be easy for the Panthers. Um, what we saw in the last Panthers-Roosters game was that it was very, very tight, but eventually the Panthers... Um, overcame and uh, and put on some points. Um, I'm not expecting they'll win big, but I, I am going to tip Penrith here. Yeah, you'd you'd be expecting Penrith to get the win. All things are, uh, you know, being above board with with players back on deck, so on and so forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think um, uh, look, I think Penrith will win. I just want to have a chat about the Roosters and just where they're at, you know, like we, we often think that they're going to peak by now and some of their performances have really shown otherwise. Um, I, I, I actually, depending on what side plays and if, you know, I think, I think a lot of Penrith fans are probably hoping that some get rested. If, if Penrith jump into this with a full strength side and origin players backing up, I'm actually half entertaining this as a joker for me. So, wow. okay. it's, it's, it, that's no, oh, that's where I'm at with the Roosters. I just can't. They, I think you know, they're they're a bogey 
they're a bogey team for me this year on the tipping front. But yeah, they're. I. There's so many quality players, and there's just an issue there, and I don't know what it is. But you know, they can win five in a row and be back in the middle of the eight. And yeah. Not worried about them. So, yeah, it's 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 a big game for the Roosters, but I just think Penrith would be too good. Yeah, I'd imagine Penrith as well for all the reasons above. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the Roosters, if they're going to make that run, they've got to start soon. But, uh, yeah, it might be a bit tough for them this week. Now, the first game of Super Saturday will uh, be at Combank Stadium. The Bulldogs at home to the Sharks. Uh, 3 o'clock kickoff in this one. Uh, Matt Burton backing up for the Dogs. He had a... Wow, the game, as we said, in the origin. Um, the Sharks, Talakai backing up, only played limited minutes. You wouldn't think that that would impact. Nico Hines coming back from a week in the um, uh, in camp. Uh, so not as much impact here from origin, Griffo. But um, this, this is going to be an interesting game, given the fact that uh, the Bulldogs have had um, a bit of a turnaround in their form in recent weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're unearthing some uh, some decent talent now, the Bulldogs. Uh, the likes of uh, the Shiraz Man and the Shoop Dog and um, Avarillo looks good at fullback. So they're starting to look as though, you know, they've got options in attack, which they haven't really looked like for, for a few years, quite a few years, actually. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a team on the way up at the moment, but I think uh, they're going to come up against a team in the top four currently who I, I can't see the Sharks dropping this game. Um, I'd be surprised if the Bulldogs get up. I think uh, I think Sharks here for me. Uh, without having seen all the games, I'd be considering this for uh, my Joker, but mm-hmm. I've not seen all the games yet. So, um, Sharks for mine. Yeah, I I I um I'll be picking the Sharks. The one thing Potter's got this side playing is with a level of calm. That, that you don't see from the dogs. The dogs the dogs would be down by two and just get in this tizzy shambles that that he's just eradicated from them. They're a much calmer rugby league side. And and in defense, they just hold their line so much better now than what they had under Barrett. Um, you know, people saying, oh, I feel for Barrett because he's not reaping any of what they're of the rewards now this is potter's doing they were they were very erratic um they were a very erratic football team the dogs and and now they're a much calmer football team which 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 puts them in good stead against the sharks they're not going to i don't think they're going to win um but they've now shown that if they can keep this level up they they're not going to finish spoon either so They've just got the, the the brief for the dogs is is to be in every game from here on in. You're not going to make the eight. You don't want to make the spoon, but if you can be competitive in every game and win a few more along the way, um, from where they were at the start of this year and last year, 
you'd almost say that's that's somewhat of a successful season. So it's going to be very interesting how they play this week against quality opposition in the Sharks. The Sharks are, are doing some very good things out there in the Shire. Yeah, you'd imagine the Sharks getting the job done in this one. But um, yeah, don't count out the, the, the Bulldogs. They've definitely had... Um... Some some great signs to show their fans and Matt Burton coming back from Origin, he's gonna be full of uh full of confidence. So really good to see how he'll uh he'll come back out of that one. Alright, so moving on we have the uh all Queensland affair up in Townsville, Saturday, five thirty PM. The um the Cowboys taking on the Broncos, third first fifth. This is a this is, you know, a top eight battle and the Broncos really pushing for a top four spot. Um, this will be um, a game that is impacted by Origin. The Cowboys, um, they have a few players that will be backing up from here. Um, you'd have Holmes, um, Tulungi, Nanai. Um, yeah, that, that, they're, they're, they're backing up. Luciano Luciano Lelua, um is now officially a cowboy, so he could very well make his debut. Um, for the Broncos, we talked about Payne Haas being of concern, so we'll be interested to see if he's named. Obviously, Pat Carrigan and uh, Kurt Capewell playing big minutes, and um, from the injury list, what I can see, they're also expecting Adam Reynolds back, so this should be an absolute belter, Griffo. Yeah, um... I think a little bit of the gloss maybe with some injuries to the Broncos maybe taken off the game slightly. It's, it was a, several weeks ago. Um, so it's, it's going to be uh, the place to be on, uh, on Saturday evening up in uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Big game. I think the Cowboys, um, they've been really good this year. I just have the Broncos. But I just think uh, with the injuries, I, I don't think Payne Haas is going to be playing. Um, and he's a big loss. Uh, be good for the Broncos to have Adam Reynolds back. Uh, and I, I look forward to this game. Uh, 5.30 on a Saturday. The winner there is uh, is Fox and KO. Um, again, nine missing out on one of the feature games of the round. Um I just think Cowboys, uh, they're, they're traveling really well. And uh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll win. Uh, I think they might win maybe uh, 10 to 12 points. Um, Cowboys for me. Yeah, I agree with you, Griff. I think, I think injuries probably have taken the gloss off this game. I'm actually, I, this was one of the games I, I tend to look five weeks ahead and what game am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I'm going to be heading down to watch to a core to watch the bunnies versus the eels. I think I might head down a frag early, find somewhere that's got um, this on telly and um, partake in this game. Cause it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, this has some implications um, regarding the ladder. And um, that's, you know, the, the winner, the winner of this game, um, you know, they're, 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 if it's the Cowboys, they're, 
they're cementing spots in the top four. If it's the Broncos, they're, well, they're, they're back on the heels of the top four on equal points, 22 with the Cowboys. So it's a big game. It's a big game for them, big game for the Cowboys. Um, it's it, it puts the Cowboys in touch with Penrith and Storm. Yeah, this look. If you're a rugby league fan, and um, and and you're anywhere on Saturday, you need to find a telly because um, this is going to be a cracker, I think. And I've got the Cowboys winning for mine. Yeah, you, as you said, you know, a win from the Cowboys puts them hot on the heels of the Melbourne Storm. They're only two points behind at current. Um, we're expecting the Storm obviously to to win this week, but you just don't know. Few injuries, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about Munster there and um, how that might affect the Storm. So, great opportunity for the Cowboys. Should be a belter of a game. I see the Cowboys uh, winning, but yeah, like you fellas, maybe a try or two in it. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. All right, as you said, Shano, uh, rounding out Saturday night will be the Rabbitohs uh, hosting the Eels. This one's at a course stadium in Sydney at Homebush. Um, yet again for um, South Sydney, we talked about Latrell Mitchell. It's expected this week he'll come back, so um, everyone's expecting him to be announced in the team tomorrow. Uh, Damian Cook and Cam Murray, as well as Jai Arrow, expected to back up. Um, the only player from Para, yeah, the only player from Para would be Junior Paulo backing up after Origin two. Uh, he. He played 43 minutes in that game. Um, so, you know, he's got he's got a bit of a game under his belt, uh, almost a week to turn around, so you wouldn't expect any uh, any issues there. A lot of players did play internationals, though, for the Eels. Um, Dylan Brown, Nakore, Moina Blake, Mika Sivo. Um, we're hearing they all went through unscathed, but a seven-day turnaround wouldn't expect any issues. Um, so for all intents and purposes, uh, it should be... Uh, all hands on deck for the Rabbitohs and Eels, Griffo. Yeah, another game that, uh, you know, you think uh, this might have been a, a Channel 9 game, but it's not. Um, uh, I tip Para, I'll, I'll just come out, but I can't see Souths winning this game unless there is an absolutely massive change in... Uh, in the way, you know, in their attitude and, and particularly in their defense, uh, they were slayed by the Dragons last uh, last round. And Para were, you know, you could argue might have played their best game of the year, well, certainly in the first half against the Roosters. Um, so after an awful loss the week before, they, they bounced back. So... Um, what they're going to be looking for is consistency and uh, they'll be determined to, to beat the Rabbitohs. Um, the Souths, well, they're in the top eight and, and, and sort of think, how uh, are they in the top eight? But they're there. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was just about to say how. It's all um, right, but I, yeah, I mean, the reality the is they are thing. there. 50% um, win record. Yeah, and then they've had their buy as well, I think. So that probably yeah. helped. the buy helped. Um, it's not a buy this week. You go up against Para, one of, one of the, the thing teams I really think are a chance of of threatening Penrith. Um, uh, 
Wow. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna want to hope Power is uh, having an off week. Um, but you know the the Joker in the pack obviously is Latrell Mitchell. Um, Souths are so much better. Not just what he brings actually in the game, but the fact that his presence will instill confidence in those around him. He's he's yeah. that sort of guy. You know, you look around the dressing room, you say, wow, we got Latrell wearing number one. We're a chance here today. Um, yeah, it's it's a big game, a big, big game, more so for Souths, I think, given their. And you look at it, it says Para sixth, Souths seventh. Yeah. Um, that, that baffles me. <laughs> There's one spot on the ladder between these two teams. Um, not with the ladder in front of me. I think surely they're... Four points is There's something go. like four points. Yeah, Eels yeah. are on 20, Souths are on yeah. 16. Um, yeah, I think Power Boys. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Head or heart here, Shane? <laughs> what do we got here? No, I'm about done. Yeah, like, power for me. I'm about, I, I, I haven't quite vented from last game. And it's been a long time since I've had a rant on here, so um, I'll give you a couple of minutes, listeners, to do what you need to do. Get yourself a cup of tea because I'm about to unload. South Sydney, I'll say it now, Demetrio's out of his depth. He's clutching at straws come when it comes to selections. You, you, one minute he wants Taft in the side, the next minute he doesn't. One minute he goes... He, the other night when he dropped, when he put, when he hooked, um, when he hooked Ilias, Cody Walker has been the most out of form player for South Sydney, and yet the elephant in the room hasn't been addressed. They knock, they they treat the ball with the most with total disrespect. I I just don't understand what it is that they've got to get through that, that how what he's got to get through to South Sydney to say, you've got to hold the ball. That's number one. Then we've got all these players that can actually play football. Why aren't we picking him? He hung Taft out to dry. He's now hung Ilias out to dry. He's picking the wrong players in wrong positions. He's it's now time to cut the crap. You got, you got, you got Latrell back, which is not going to make a pinch of difference. If you're going to keep pulling this crap, one to 13 needs to stay the same. Ilias is not the guy that's the problem. The problem's wearing number six. And for some reason, he can't click without Adam Reynolds next to him. He's got to figure out how to do that to the point where, where the coaching staff was saying, talking about Damien Cook, Damien Cook's, averaging 120 metres a game, plus being their highest tackler. You're kidding yourself if you think Damien Cook is a problem. The problem is, is that the minute we win a game and we have, the, we have a combination that seems to work, the next week something goes wrong because the Fords drop the ball and then we have to change it. They were caught with their pants down against the, the, the Dragons it was abysmal. It was a performance that showed a total lack of faith in the coaching staff. It showed a total lack of faith in their process. 
And quite frankly, it looked like a team that are at sixes and sevens and totally confused with what they saw in front of them. When you're confused by what the Dragons throw at you, you're in trouble. That's a fair point. You are, oh, almost said it. You are in trouble. <laughs> and don't you dare pull a young kid off because he done nothing wrong and then say to Cody Walker, oh, you can stay out there because you're Cody Walker. That's BS. So it's the saying all that. stops with you. You're the coach. And for some reason, you can't stop the players from dropping the ball. You pulled Taft out of the side, who was absolutely not an issue, who was playing some fantastic football, but you needed a scapegoat. You're looking for scapegoats. Can you look in the mirror and say, I need to find one, and I've just seen it? Because the wash of the wash of Bennett is gone. It's over. And now you're left with what you've just what you've got now. And to say, oh, but without Latrell Mitchell, we're not much of a side. Well, that's not good enough either. So in saying all that, why are you tipping South? This team, I'm not. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do all this red. Mate, Kingy, <laughs> I'm, mate, I've, I've already bought the bottle of red for Kingy. We have a bottle of red on it every time. Oh, going yeah. down with Sloan, yeah. I'm just going to say congratulations. It's what I saw. What I saw against the, the the Dragons was just a team in total confusion because they don't know whether to zig or zag. And the problem is, it's defensively that's the problem. If they want, they can throw the ball around and score tries. You can't score tries when you're dropping the ball. You, the this team is light years from what they were. I I I I told that I'm, I'm, I'm now I could start a podcast on this probably. Last night when we shouldn't have got the ball back when when Murray threw the ball, our advantage is gone. Murray threw the ball into no man's land and Queensland got the ball back. And I was messaging my brother and talking to mum, and I said. That's South Sydney at the moment. Cameron Murray wouldn't have thrown that last year. You know why he throws that this year? Because it's like they've got to score now or they're going to drop the ball. If we don't score in the first three tackles, by tackle four, we've handed it over. That's South Sydney. And quite frankly, the fact that they're at the 50, the fact that they're even within Kui of where they are is a miracle with Latrell coming back. The problem's this. Latrell's not the guy dropping the ball. Latrell's not going to make a pinch of difference unless they start holding the ball. I've said enough, but, you know, I'd love for South Sydney to start turning it around. And you know what? Everyone at that club needs to draw a line in the sand. And if they want to do it this week, it'll be lovely because last week it showed a total lack of cohesion, understanding, it showed a coaching staff that are out of their depth. It showed a group of players who felt like they'd just met each other for the first time. And they made them making two of the youngest players in our side, two of the superstars who have a future at this club, who are going to be very good players. They're making them scapegoats. And I think that's really rubbish considering it's the veterans that need to wake up and look at, look, have a good hard look at themselves. I guarantee 
if they want to annoy these two young players, they'll go to another club and absolutely make South Sydney look stupid. Have a good, hard look at yourself and play the football that got you into the finals last year. Because all things considered, you're not even looking remotely like the team that you were last year. And I think the coaching staff has a lot to answer for. Shame out. <laughs> Shame out. There you go. Yeah. No, so this is rubbish. Yeah. Like, they look confused against, against the Dragons. Fuck. I'll stop now. He's hasn't <laughs> had a rant for a while. That's a good rant. That was a good rant. Yeah. And he's taken advantage of the uh of the fact that we uh we haven't in um enforced the two minute tip this week. So it was a good no. week oh, to get a rant out. in. Good week to I get a rant in. I would have paid the fine. I was happy to but, pay the you know, fine. But basically if you're looking on form, um yeah, Parramatta should win it. So yeah, I mean, when you see the tips come out this week, you'll you know I'll probably have South there, but um, yeah, I'm for Parramatta. All right, moving on to Sunday's game, we had the Warriors at home in Auckland taking on the Tigers. Uh, this is another one of those um, those situations where I'm trying to think here. Um, I know they did have international players, the Warriors. They would have had. Um, uh, Afoa, Fanua Blake, Jess Vega, I think, was also um, involved. Um, so, yeah, yet again here, more so the internationals are impacting um, both teams. Um, look, uh, Nofaluma, I think he scored four tries for Samara on the uh, on the weekend. So, um, look, there's, there's, there's a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of interest there of players coming back. It's a weak turnaround, shouldn't have a massive impact. But what um, will cause a bit of a stir when the teams come out tomorrow is these media reports at the moment suggesting that um, that Luke Brooks may not well be in the team um, with Adam Dewayhe uh, coming back into uh, the side, possibly um, in a starting role there. All will be revealed tomorrow. Um, I'd imagine the Tigers, though, Griffo, They'll be looking to do something. They need something. Um, this is the battle. With, it's 14th versus 15th. Um, Shane, I think you might have a sponsor for this one. Maybe. I, I, I think. Um, <laughs> I think. I think the Knights Titans has got it. Is this? Is this? Is this the the Portaloo or Knights Titans? You reckon? Knights Titans. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, all no, right. No, no, no is, official sponsor there. Um, this is at Mount Spart Stadium. The Mount Smart return. Does this? Does this? 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 Yeah, the gold-plated dunnies at this one. They deserve it. Is that? Yeah. So is this? Is this really like? Um, I suppose Griffo uh, for the Warriors. All of a sudden, home ground advantage is 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 big because in effect now we have the Warriors actually playing at home. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You don't sound too I'm enthusiastic not. about it. Well, I'm not. You know? <laughs> That's right. Well, like if, yeah. if Portaloo didn't have an exclusive agreement with um, you know with this program, um, we could have we could have uh, called it something else. You know, but you know we're we're aligned with Portaloo, so Portaloo right. can't yeah. call it any other form of waste disposal um, of a human variety. 
No. Um, it's not a game that enthralls me. Um, no, this is this is um, this is our secondary sponsor, um, the Greek Grease Trap Removalist. This is yeah, it's not quite trap, as man. messy, but it's no, still it's not quite as messy, but it stinks the same. Siphon. It stinks the same. You still know, Grease the Grease Trap Removalist game of the week. This yeah. is where it's not as bad on your fingers, but it still stinks like crap. Okay, so yeah, sort of supporting Grease Wall, oh, Grease Walsh at fullback. So, yes. <laughs> uh, no, as long as they're slippery, eh? Oh, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 a very uninspiring game, isn't it? Are we are Look, we are we going to eventually go with the Warriors in this one just for yes. the home ground advantage? Yeah, is that yes. is that basically what we're getting? Of at course, here? of yeah. course. Um, I, I found I, I'm it, not sure they'll win. Don't no, don't, no, but far out. I'm I'm off tipping them, but. I but, can't uh, Tigers either. Only because can, of the emotion. Yeah, it's hard can, to imagine that can, they won't win this just on emotion alone. Can I lift. bring up a really interesting point from the last game? Noddy was in the box. You know, he was looking at certain things and looking at at the at, at you know. And you had in one ear you had Farah, in the other ear you had bloody Sheens. 30 seconds, he turned around to both of them and just looked at him. 30 seconds later, he's down on the sideline. I think that I think that one instance spoke volumes as to what the problem is at the Tigers. And and I've got the Warriors for the same reason you guys said, but I thought it was very interesting that, you know, there's way too many Chiefs in that side, in that coaching staff, and not enough Indians. Warriors from us. Unless the way he has a belter. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts with the Tigers. You just, um, too but much of a gamble. The Indians have a team. What? The Indians, the they have a team of their own. Like, mm. It's a big market. Like, mm. I don't know mm. if Rugby League's played in India. They've got a whole, yeah. they've got a whole system. We should devote a podcast to that. Like, I've, you know, you're our, you're our Indian insider, yeah. Shane. So, oh, right. if, if anyone knows it, you look, um, Derby Panthers, <laughs> yeah, the Gujarat Giants. It might um, be, uh, the Panthers franchise might already be taken. That's Delhi. Like, like it's already, yeah, no, no, it's 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 it's, it's massive. There mm. might have to be the Super Bengals if they play it, out of India. The, the it'd be like the IPL. like a Super. Yeah, they're yeah. like something that's super. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Super Panthers, the Punjabi Super Panthers. I'll tell you who was super the last time they went around. That was the St. George uh, Illawarra Dragons. Yeah, well, they, um, mm. Especially in the first half, uh, they'll be down at Wollongong on Sunday afternoon to take on the Raiders. Good on um, So we've got Ben Hunt. Uh, he picked up a bit of a leg injury we're hearing out of origin, so keep a look on that one. Um he um yeah got twisted awkwardly there so um definitely definitely want to keep hey, an eye on. Now we're um, talking about injuries. Just segue. Worst injury of the weekend was in the um was in the females match. The the New Zealand player who did the Achilles. Did you see the calf? Oh, you've got to jump I've, online and I've watch heard it. about this, but I Whoa. have not seen you got to watch it. It's like the whole calf. Yeah, torn back. Achilles and then the calf rolled up the leg. 
And yeah, I did no, not watch gotta, that game. You, you no. got to see that. If you haven't seen that, if you if you're in, like you know, I'm not I'm not one it's to an injury, but yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, just thought throw it out there. There you go. Back Obvious, uh, lucky for the Dragons, Ben Hunt wasn't that bad. Um, Josh McGuire also maybe a chance to come back. He's sort of due around this time. For the Raiders, um, Josh Papali'i. Uh, he didn't get huge minutes for the No, Wolves. in either game. Like yeah. he's Yeah, it's hard to fathom uh why he's played such small minutes. Yeah. Um So he'll be fresh. If you, if, yeah, well he will be. And it you know beggars the question of if you're only gonna play him for like twenty minutes, well, what what's the point of having him there at all? Mm. Maybe he might um, get a few more minutes in the third game. I think he'll get, get a few more minutes for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the other player who we'd expect back this week, uh, and obviously origin implications, Jack White, and we mentioned him before. They'd be expecting him back this week as well. This is an interesting game, Griffo, because we've got the Dragons coming off that game against South Sydney, but also the Raiders have hit uh, a good patch of form yeah, as have. well. Dragons in the eight at the moment on um, 16 points with a seven and seven record. The Raiders are seven and eight. They're two points um, behind them. So really both teams won seven games, the difference being the bye. Um, So yeah, very, very close matchup on the table. Uh, The Raiders, really though, these are the games you gotta win. If you're a chance of making the eight, yeah, in the scrap with those other teams, yep. absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely, Graham, you're right because you're uh, you're coming up against one of the teams that could take your spot. So, yeah, um, it's almost a four point uh, game, really, uh, yep. in that sense. Um, I just think the Raiders have been more consistent uh, in you know uh, they're actually behind them on the ladder, but I just think over the last five or six weeks. The Raiders, they were awful at the start of the year, but uh, they've been playing some good rugby league. Um, possibly a little bit lucky to get away with the win against the Knights last start. But mm. um, and the Dragons, they were obviously outstanding in the first half, but I don't think they scored in the second half. Um, they did not, no. Yeah, I, I just think... Uh, I, they I didn't just, have to. That's true, they didn't have to, but still... <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to tip the Raiders. Uh, just because I think they, yeah, the consistency and uh, yeah, they've, you know, they're playing away from home. Um, do I think the Dragons are a hope? Absolutely, they are. They're a big hope. But I'm just going to stick with the Raiders here. Yeah, I got the Raiders. I I think that um. The Raiders five weeks ago wouldn't have beaten the the wouldn't have beaten the 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 Newcastle Knights. They're finding something. They're scratching it, but they're finding it. The 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 Raiders, and that's why I've got them winning. I just think I just think the experience this time of year, where they are on the ladder, what they need to do to win, um, they've got a bit more of it than the Dragons. So. I've, yeah, unless there's some massive team use issue, I've got the Raiders winning. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the Raiders too. I think you made a good point there, Griffo. I feel like with the Dragons, they're the type of team that 
yeah, they could come out and beat South by 20 and then the next week get done by 50. I just don't see yeah. the, 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 that consistency in them. White will be uh, looking for a big game given the fact that it's his, um, it's his trial for origin. So yeah. I think that uh, if he gets involved, because at, at, at club level he hasn't had the impact that the Raiders would have liked this year. He's had some good games, but not consistently. But I think the Raiders just in recent weeks have been that a little bit more consistent. All right, well, that'll just about do us this week, guys. Um, do, do you want to grab Graham at all? Oh, Griffo's great. Yeah, let's, let's... Why not? Let's go for it. We got a bit thrown by the fact that I didn't know what day it was and we didn't know the... Uh, <laughs> it was the Origin preview and we just sort of went for it. So, look, let's let's go. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure something grabbed your eye. What grabbed your eye, mate? Yeah, uh, I didn't actually see this live, but... Um, I did see uh, I did see the end of this game, but um, and then saw the highlight, and that was the under nineteen women's game. Yes, yeah. I did. This was good. Um, and yeah, the the, uh, the young fullback for New South Wales, um, the Queenslanders had kicked uh, into the in goal area. Uh, the young uh, lady, I believe her name is Jada Taylor. Uh, I hope I got that right. She um, scooted across towards uh, the corner of the uh, the end to pick up the ball, and she's done sort of a, a one eighty um, degree turn, running across, got out of the end goal, and then sort of put a step on, uh, broke the line, and ran the length of the field. She probably would have covered because she was almost right back on the end goal line, um, nearly 110 metres that run. Um, and, uh, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, amazing try. And, it was phenomenal. Um, so I couldn't go past that. I mean, there were some great things that happened in, in you know, right across uh, the round, um, or the weekend, I should say. Um, but, yeah, that... That stood out for mine uh, amongst was, some some great great things. She was brilliant. Um, she when she hit the try line, she just found it was like bang. Um, I tell you another girl for the um, in that side that blue side, um, Andy Robinson. She was also I think she she would have got well over a hundred meters as well. She she also played an exceptional game. That's what that what. Those two games that night showed is that rugby league's in a pretty healthy spot, especially if you're wearing blue because there's a lot with blue wash. Yeah, yeah. blue wash. It was the blue rinse. The blue rinse. Four games. It was the blue rinse. That's the. Uh, that's when all the. That's the blue rinse. I think. Yeah, God, I love it. God, I love it. We're, 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 you know, really up, been upbeat because of you know, mainly, obviously, the men's state of origin, but. But the fact that yeah, all four games um, went went blue. Um, I just hope we're, mm. we're still just as upbeat in you know about two and a half weeks. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Because otherwise, uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty sad. But um, you know, hopefully, we won't need another week of mourning. Um, no, definitely not. And there's plenty to look forward to. And um, 
we look forward to having your company again next week. Uh, but uh, from us this week, that'll just about do us, fellas. Thank you for your time and thank you, listeners, for joining yep. us. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the footy. Duck Go the for it. Hope you team me. Except for the very nearest